I'm going to go to uh, a dark place tonight. I'm going to go to uh, actually Kate's Kate's Instagram account right now. I want to see something. Well, I'm going to go there too. I don't want to let no man lets his friend Instagram oh, alone. Shit, CF Kate, uh, fifty nine thousand followers. Jeez, that's actually more. I thought she was like hovering around fourteen thousand. <laughs> fifty nine thousand. Well, uh, no, we can't hear you, Kate. We we could hear your cool ass accent for a while, but now we cannot. Souza, thank you. You ready to go, Matt? Maddie, you guys can't see Maddie, but we can see him. You ready to go, Matt? Awesome. Uh, new show, 6 p.m., the Sevon podcast with the wonderful James Hobart and the um, attempting to be wonderful Kate Gordon. She's still in testing. Um, but but I think she'll – what I'm guessing is I thought Kate vanished. I'm wondering if Kate will, like, milk this thing for two or 3,000 followers on her Instagram account and then we'll never see her again. We shall see. We shall – Oh, look, she switched. She abandoned her new headset. Damn. I'm so upset. I was going to be super technical, have this fancy broadcast mic and headset, and it motherfucking didn't work. So. Hold it up. Let me see. Let me see what's up. Hold that up. Let me see. Audio Technica? Yeah, that's the one. It's legit, but I've got a, like, so it's got an adapter with a headphone jack for the headphones. Yeah, the yeah. the plug for the mic is like a fancy plug, so I've got it in like a little little uh box like a mix a mixer it's like a tiny little mixer for podcasting but it's just not going from the mixer to the computer so scrapping it hey if you want to um if you want to play with that later sometime like just get on riverside and just fuck around off the air we can yeah okay cool all right i'll do that good to see it's been a week yeah it's been a week this is like a little regular hangout I'm, i'm thoroughly enjoying it it's how i keep up to date with everything now Oh, good. Just from Hobart's mouth? Yeah, pretty much. Like anything that he doesn't say, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what else is going on in the world. I just know the Hobart news. He's in my pocket. I, actually, I, I actually, you. since okay. we started doing this, I've received more DMs than I ever have. And someone DM me and said, I don't watch the news and said that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but it made me want to do better. Someone, I'm glad you brought that up. Someone DM me and wanted me to ask you. Oh shit, Marlon Divashivili. Uh, I think that's a UFC fighter. Are, are, do you want to talk about that? That that is that the guy that fought? Okay, stop. Pay attention to Hobart. Someone, I'll go back to the comments in a second. Someone DM me and said they wanted me to ask you something about the level three Hobart. I can't remember what they wanted to ask, and then they said because he doesn't answer his DMs as well as you do, Sevon. <laughs> it's a Just, chore, man. Like, and I I don't particularly care for Instagram. Um. Yeah, it's hard. I when I don't know how you do it. You seem like you're super active on it. I I only spend five or six hours a day answering DMs. I mean, it's just a small portion. Yeah, that's a lot of time. Let me. What is your average screen time? Pull that thing up. Get that oh, little guy. Thank out. you. That's so funny. Another one of our mutual friends has been asking me to look at that too. Yeah, oh, let me see. Thank it. you. I will tell you this. I do. I do not take my phone into my bedroom, and I never, ever, not, not for, not even consciously. I would. I've never like in bed like this, looking at my phone. That's I good. I read a lot off of my phone before I go to bed, and it's actually a habit my wife is trying to get me to kick because I'm pretty sure it does nothing to help me sleep. Hey, so how do I know my screen time? I think that you go into settings. I think you could just probably say, "Hey Siri, show me my screen time," and she'll do yeah, the damn thing. 
Okay. Hey Siri, can you show me my screen time? Hey Siri. Hey Siri. Hello. Oh, it's co- my computer. Oh, oh shit. My com- shit. Too many. All right, just go into settings, and there's a there's a purple button that says screen time. Oh shit! You're right. I see it. Oh yeah, I can't say that out loud. And I what's even so? Check this out. What's even more much terrifying? Much less than the five hours I quoted you, but much. And I'm down fifty six percent from last week. This is oh good. Yeah. There's also a stat that tells you um, how many pickups you have, and this is the one I saw. I saw this one, and I was like, "All right, I got to get." The phone is like, it's a it's a drug. I had like a hundred and something pickups throughout the day, and like I'm just and then it tells you which app you're using after you pick up. It's just horrifying. I don't see pickups. If yeah, you click, um, you have to go into the old devices. Like when you're in your screen time, underneath daily average, it says see all activity. Yeah. If you scroll down, you'll find pickups. Click that shit. That'll blow your mind. I see always allowed content privacy. Use screen time passcode. It's- oh, my God. I'm not seven hours and 11 minutes looking at a screen every day. Oh, that's all screens. Oh, I'm definitely way over that. Con- I don't see that, Kate. Say, tell me. It says use screen time passcode. Share across devices. Um, okay. Oh, we're right to it. We are right to it. Sorry, sorry, Kate, to interrupt you. You gonna answer? Seven oh four. How can we help you? Can you, give us your, can you give us your credit card number with the expiration date and your CV, 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 <laughs> CVD number? Yeah, absolutely. If you want to trade over air, that's cool. Perfect. What's up, man? <laughs> Um, no, so no, so my name's uh, Eli, and I just wanted to call in and honestly shout out um, the L1 seminar. Ooh, ooh, starting strong today. Let's do it. Yeah, so so I started CrossFit when I was 12 years old, um, and I'm 20 now. And Holy the weekend shit. after I turned 17, I signed up to do an L1, and it was one of the you know the best weekends and one of the most informative weekends I've ever had, and I highly recommend if there's anybody who's going to listen to this podcast later who's kind of on the fence about it i would highly recommend it uh eli that's so cool you said that um last week we 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 chugged the l1 cock quite hard and and sincerely and uh and two people dm me and said that they bought the l1 uh after they you you can't help it you can't help but but just ride that thing it's amazing right. how old were you when you took it say that again uh, so I had just turned, it was the weekend after I turned 17, which is, I think the eligible age to go take it. I think it's 15. Oh, is it? I don't know. Kate, Kate nodded at you. I can't, I don't know if it's a, oh, to take the test, you have to be 17. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Hey, um, do you think that that's a good rule? You think they should let people in who are younger? Um, tell me how much Rose uh, is fucking up and Nicole's fucking up by not uh, letting younger people in. Tell me. I got to say something bad about CrossFit. Those fuckers fired me, but that L1's so damn good. It is. I think I think they should. Yeah. I mean, I think anybody at any age can take the L1, but I, I think you probably should be a certain age to take the test to be eligible to coach classes. Sure. I'm with you. I don't even, no, I don't even agree with that, but but I hear you. I I don't want to fight with you over it. You're young and strong. Um how what tell me are you strong? Are you like are you like a potent virile male because you've been doing CrossFit? Is that a word, virile, Kate? <laughs> you made it a word. It is now. That means like you have a lot of strong semen. I think it's virile. 
Right. Virile. Virile. Are you a virile, like, are you strong virile male? Like, do you stand out from your um, cohort? Um, I would hope so. I mean, compared to, like, strongest male on earth, probably not, but I would, like, think I am. Yeah. Isn't that great? It's amazing. Even doofuses like me can walk into a Starbucks, although I haven't done that in years, and uh, and just be like, dude, I'm the baddest dude in here. It's awesome. <laughs> Didn't you say you went to a Starbucks? That was the story with the lady you took the picture with and you were fantasizing about some other lady in there? Uh, skate? You mean the old lady who hugged me the other day at the skate park? Yeah. Oh, that was at the skate park. I thought it was a coffee shop. Hey, Eli, thanks for calling in, man. That's really cool. Yeah. Gets the ball rolling. Makes us feel like we have some listeners. Um, and it shows... I, I bet you if you didn't do CrossFit, you'd have been too much of a sissy to call in. Yeah, I said it. Sissy. Oh, I would be, I would be a fat 20-year-old. Yep, there you go. <laughs> all right dude thanks for listening really cool awesome, story i love that l1 day. thanks for starting the show yes, off strong sir. v v you read this hobart you you're a better reader than me you're smart you read this can you see it yeah viral viral yeah oh i didn't know it was just for men having traditionally masculine traits especially to a marked degree wait he erased it wait, wait, oh, I no i saw it yeah that was right it said masculine so Kate can't really be that. I mean, I guess she could. I could. I reckon I could be a virile, the real female. Yeah. There you but go. You're not. I but am, you're not. You know? But you're not. <laughs> oh, Hobart. Hobart, how virile is uh is Rich Froning? Not much. Oh shit! You're ruining it. You're ruining. No, it. man, he's a stud. Old, the f- old, old filet mignon titties froning, man. Yeah, they, they, they should have put a picture of him in there. Oh, Kate, Kate. So, I, I think it was on the podcast I had you on, where it was just the two of us, and we weren't James, and I was James wasn't here, and we were talking about like, hey, like, fuck asking like what your what your mate wants, just you know, just get in where you fit in, like blah blah blah, and you're like, yeah, and you used a word that kind of schooled me. You said. We like the basically you explained to me we like the thought of that, but you can still make it sexy to ask people what they want. Like, oh yeah, talking about like asking for what you want in the bedroom. Yeah, like telling people what you want. Oh yeah, we ended up turning it into like this little thing where we talked about coaching, kind of being the same thing. Or basically, like I was like, that's not romantic. That's not fun. And then you basically were like, no, it can be. And then you explained to me it was. And then basically, it was just um, giving up your mis misguided perceptions you said it like in one or two words really nicely your misguided perceptions of what is romantic yeah i think i said something along the lines of we have this romantic notion that we should yes. be able to totally read our partner and understand them and fucking read their minds right yeah you fucked me up and you fucking if i if i was young it would have been really bad i'm 49 so i don't have to worry about any of that but you fucked me up and you won the argument but now i'm coming back strong okay oh, yeah? here's another one because i agreed with you that's that's why you fucked me up here's what about the first kiss now I, I know I'm. I think I, I think I kissed a girl for the first time when I was 15. It was it was I think it was or six, no no because I was driving. I was 16. No, that's not true. There was an accidental kiss in a bedroom. I think when I was 14. This girl kissed me and then told me that hey, right before she kissed me, we were in my bedroom. When we were 14. She goes, I just want you to know I'm going to kiss you, but it means nothing. Yes. Then, oh fuck, dude! It was hor- It was the worst year of my life after that. She kissed me. And I was like in love with her, and but 
Dude. And you know what she told me? I had just been eating peanuts. We kissed and she goes, you taste like peanuts. <laughs> oh my God. But anyway, what about kissing? Like, like if you're like asking, like, 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 um, can I, can I kiss you? Like, I mean, that just, that just doesn't seem right. It just seems like you should know. And if you don't know, then maybe you should wait till they kiss you. Yeah, I think that there can definitely be a discussion around, like, you know, if you want to start getting into asking whether or not you can do things versus asking for what you want and things you like. Like, those are two different topics, right? So you're talking about with your current partner, if it's like, uh, hey, I really like it when you do this, or hey, I want you to do more of this, or hey, I didn't really like it when you did that, but can you try this instead? Like, you can kind of give that feedback and it's an ongoing conversation, or hopefully it is. But with someone where you're like, can I do this to you for the first time? That's a totally different conversation. Like you're starting to talk about consent there. And I think consent can be like uh, straight up, can I do something? But there can also be forms of nonverbal consent where someone's open to doing it and you don't have to verbalize it. It's like nonverbal consent is a thing. Um, perhaps a little, a little trickier to figure out, which is why, you know, that first move, like it fucking takes time for people to make that first move because you just fucking don't know. But, yeah, um, so so you drop her off at the house and she sits in your car with you. Like or, or or let's just say that. You drop her off at the house and she's sitting in the car with you. And like she's not getting out and you're talking. And your faces are like 36 inches apart. She's in the passenger seat and you're in the driver's seat. And she's not getting out and you're talking. So you close the distance a little bit to like 30 inches. Like you know what I mean just casually. And then she cl- and this, so that's 6 inches close to her. So then she closes it another 6 inches. Now you've been in the car talking for two fucking hours, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've had to crack the windows a couple times, you know, cuz it's getting like like steamy in there, like gross. And then you close the distance another. I'm talking about like if you're 17 years old. Shit, I would I, well, I don't know. Maybe older people do that now too. I don't know. <laughs> I just jump on top of my wife if she stays still. Um, but no, seriously, uh, isn't being married is great. It's so awesome. God, I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you the words I would use to describe marriage, but maybe, maybe episode 500, we need more or yeah, episode. We're getting there. We're getting so, there. So, so there becomes a point where like, if you've closed the distance to 18 inches and she's leaned in 18 inches, then it's like mutual consent. Oh he, like, yeah, like, is this it? Oh, Wonder Years, yes. Oh, look, look at that. Okay. Yes, she turned the head. Yeah. He moved in so slowly. She, he, they're too young to be kissing, by the way. <laughs> um, right? Those are too young. They're too young. I don't know. I don't know how old they are. They I look young. But you were yeah. fourteen, right? You said you were fourteen eating peanuts and kissing girls. Yeah, just once, just once. God, that was amazing. I want to say her name too, but I don't think it's appropriate. Sevon, are you over COVID? Yes. I'm over this podcast um, too. (laughs) Yes, Miss Kate. So tell me, do I have to ask? Is it okay? Like, I think if you've made like physical moves or like, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? If you're starting to make advances and they're being either reciprocated or not like, denied like because you can read body language right like people will give you a pretty good reading with body language so if you're physically getting closer and closer and closer or like you touch an arm or touch a hand or touch a leg and like the feedback is positive and it's good i think i think that there's a form of consent that certainly happens there or there's there's feedback that you can get that you're like this is this is good this is going the way you want it to go now you can make the move you can get in there and then there's there's idiots too though there's idiots too 
There, we have a story people, about that today. There's people, there's people, I don't know if you guys have come across this, but there's people who were literally, you know, there, there's the the stories in college where um, you're a dude and a chick comes over to your house and climbs into bed with you and you try to give her a kiss and she goes, what are you doing? And you're like, what? And the next thing you know, you got to go climb out and sleep on the couch because you can't have someone sleeping in your bed or you can't kiss. I mean, so it's like it's there's 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 people who I mean, you want to say that I wish there was just some sort of rule. Like if I lean into you 70 percent of the dis, like some mathematical equation. So if we're 30 inches apart and I lean into you 70 percent, it's getting that boring, Hobart. I lean into you 70 percent and you lean then you lean in the other 30 percent. It's consensual or vice versa. If they lean in 70 percent. Like there should be like a 70% rule or 60%. I don't know. Is that just for a kiss? It's just the world's so fucked up. I feel like we need a rule like that. I mean, you got to start somewhere. I always held the person's hand before I kissed him. That's it. Yeah, I think there are so many different steps that you can take to figure out like touch the hand, touch the touch something. I mean, like, you know, an arm or something. I think that can give you some some progressive steps before you fucking dive in with a tongue. Yeah, touching the legs a little is, is a little heavy handed. Mm, the me. hand's cute. The hand's nice. Yeah, hold the hand. Did you ever grab a dude's hand first? Like it like did you ever grab a dude's hand who just didn't know you were even gonna grab his hand, Kate? Like you just 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 really aggressively, like, all right, I'm taking you. No, I've never been the first move maker. Like (laughs) I probably made the first move more on my partner now, like in terms of like being really affectionate really early on. Cause I was always so terrified of being super affectionate because I didn't want to be that like that girl was that, that was super attached and like, you know, those like clingy. I never wanted to be someone that was like super clingy. So I'd never mm. be super affectionate. I'd just be like, nah, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. <laughs> Were you afraid of rejection, Hobart? Is that why you never made the first move? <laughs> there's, there's so many assumptions in that question. I know. Um, that, that's how the real world talks. Doesn't that suck? That's how the real world talks to people. It's crazy. It's such an asshole thing to do to people. God, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I'm afraid of rejection. I don't know what what side of the fence I fall on as far as first move maker or not first move maker. 50-50. It depends how close they lean in. If you lean in more than 10 inches toward my space, I'll kiss you. Doesn't matter who it is. Wow. Stay the fuck out or you're getting kissed. Wow. It was like the other day when I was at the skate park and that lady just walked up to me and she put her hands out like this. Yeah. And and then and at that point she was like three feet away from me and she slowed down. So she was came at me like at four miles an hour. And after she put her hands out, she slowed down to like one mile an hour, right? She cut her speed by seventy five percent, letting me giving me a chance to like reciprocate. So then I put my hands out, like, all right, let's do it. Let's hug this shit out. The next thing I know, I'm hugging a stranger. But she did. That's it. I mean, she gave you a telegraphing sign, and she gave you time to respond. You know, she didn't like Chris Cuomo grab your ass. Oh my god, what a douche! I don't even. What a douche. We'll get yeah, there. Yeah, it's down yeah, the yeah down the page. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I've been to. I went to a strip club twice in my life. And I, I thought you were going to say today. For some reason, yeah. I thought you were going to go to a strip club today. I went to a strip club in San Francisco. I went to a strip club once in San Francisco, and it was I, I, seriously. I was like, they brought me out. I was in there for like ten. I was such a fucking idiot. I don't know how old I was. I was probably eighteen. I was in there for like probably fifteen minutes. They brought a bottle of champagne out. Um, we started drinking it, and then they told us it was like two hundred and fifty bucks. 
And then I realized it wasn't even that, but like, it was just a bottle that they always refill. And, and I pay, and it was like, that was like oh. all the money I had to my name. And I gave them the 250 bucks and left. And I know I was like, I'm never going to do a strip club again too. My gambling experience is similar to that. I gambled once, lost 60 bucks. I'll never gamble again. But then I went into a strip club in, in Mexico and it was dope. I mean, I didn't like touch anyone or do anything crazy, but it was, I'll tell you that story real quick. You ready? So yeah, I'm ready. I was in Mexico with this friend of mine who's been my friend forever. And we're taking a shower and we're in um, a Scorpion Bay, famous surf spot. And we're taking a shower in this concrete hut together where just a pipe comes out of a wall and pours cold water on you. And there's two pipes, one for him, one for me. You can't even turn them on and off. It's just water just flows, right? And we go in there and he takes off his clothes and I look over at him and he's got his foot up like on this cement, on this like rock and his penis is like, like dangling halfway down to his leg his penis <laughs> was so fucking big it was like <laughs> and, and i gasped like i may said something like audible like what the fuck or like i mean it was crazy it was crazy and um like i don't know if you can like that limp do you see that like a 10 inch limp penis i'm not joking that was a good trip that we took to mexico together <sighs> Hobart, I'm trying to keep the names out of this. Okay, and so, so I'm gonna get to the strip club. So I go, so we go back to the, so we go back to the camping area, and I tell all the camper, there's, there's a uh, 13 of us there. It was a uh, seven girls and six guys, or vice versa. I can't remember. And we were all in um, and I was bare, it was during my barefoot phase, by the way. Just on a side note, I hadn't worn shoes in probably two years. And I was a dirty hippie. It was rad. And uh, I tell everyone at the camp, hey, you guys, seriously, it is, it's not a big dick. It's like ginormous. And I'm trying to tell him. And my friend's so fucking embarrassed. He's like turning bright red. And I'm like, dude, like how could I have known you for fucking 15 years and never like known this about you, right? So then I have all these questions about it, right? And he's just kind of, he's just kind of dilly-dallying and not answering them. Maybe it'll be for another show. I eventually get the answers I want. But so we go to the so no one actually believes me and no one's saying anything and everyone just thinks I'm crazy because I'm talking about this guy's dick. So then we go, a few <laughs> days later we're in Cabo San Lucas, same group, and we're in a strip club, and this stripper comes over and sits on his lap and puts her hand down his pants and she yells, "El caballo," that's the horse. For those of you who don't speak Spanish, and I was vindicated. I was like, "Holy shit." I like you fucking assholes. Like I'm telling you, like this is a professional cock connoisseur, and she called my boy the horse. <laughs> uh, hey, it would be like Rich Froney calling you the greatest CrossFitter of all time. While he's grabbing my dick. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Damn, I hate it when I think you're when you're you're following my story and I realize you're totally not that you're just like you're over there just rehearsing the news. No yeah, wonder just, you. No wonder you hang out. Trying to be professional. Yes, yes, Chris, you get it. You can't go the whole hundred, Will Smith. Yes, and those were my questions. I want. I had all these questions for him. How big does that get when it's hard? Has anyone ever taken the whole thing? I mean, I had a million questions for him. I I, I don't know if he'll ever come on the show. He's such a nice guy. I mean, he's the most. He's giant too. He's he's giant, beautiful man. But he's just docile as a motherfucker. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. <sighs> mm. 
20, 23 minutes in. I think we should hit a news story. We're ready. We got all the listeners we're going to get. I feel like you want to share before you start anything like, did you see any, did you see the world's largest vagina this week or the largest (laughs) penis or anything before we dive into the news? No, no, I haven't got any vagina or penis stories this week. Sorry. All right. Next week. We go from the L1 being fantastic to strip club stories. (laughs) (sighs) You ready? Yes, I am. Ready. I, want, I wanted to start, start up with some uh, follow-ups from last week. We had our uh, La Paloma, right? Is that correct? Oh, what La do you Palma. think about the show The Pleasure Trap? Someone said we should call it The Pleasure Okay, go ahead. Oh, Sorry. that's a great name. <laughs> yeah. I, I vote for that, The Pleasure Trap. Pleasure Trap instead of The News Hour. Wow. Oh, this is, this is the volcano you talked about last week? Yeah, so I want to chat about it. Because actually, I learned some things about volcanoes that I didn't know. Um, but anyway, so this started back on September 19th and it's covered so far about 9.8 miles, uh, square miles, and it's destroyed some almost 400 buildings and 14 kilometers worth of roads, satellite mapping service. And this is where they're getting all that information from, from satellites. The Canary Islands off the coast of West coast of Africa for those. Yes. Yeah. Like due West from uh, Marrakesh or Morocco. So wait, that's, that's hardened lava surrounding those areas or. Yeah, that's hardened lava now the, from the lava flows. And um, it's like there's a one house they called the Miracle House because it's just like surrounded all by lava and it's still there. Is <laughs> that's that crazy. it? I think so, yeah. Wow. Um, but this is what's crazy about this. And I didn't know about this. The Canary Islands Volcano Institute has suggested that this eruption could last anywhere from 24 to 84 days. Um. The island's last eruption was 1971, and so far 6,000 people um, have been evacuated. But it's just crazy to me that this could go on for another, whatever, you know, almost three months. Uh, do you remember um, – this is no shit a true story. There was, an, there was a volcano erupting off the coast of South America, I want to say somewhere, down there by Grenada, Grenada. Hmm. And they, were, they weren't evacuating the people who um, weren't vaccinated. So if you're unvaccinated, you weren't you weren't allowed to leave because the play, the island they were taking you to wasn't allowing. It was like somewhere in the Caribbean where they were taking you. I'm that not making that shit up. That story. is a real story. Yes, that's a real story. I just remembered that from a few months ago. Um, you're a good dude. You guys are good people. I can't wait. I hope there is a God in heaven so we can go up there and you can explain to him how well, you. You're not. How, you're not going because you're not vaccinated, motherfuckers. Yeah, I can't Boom. wait. Wait. That's going to get us. That's going to get us this in front of daddy. Can't wait. Or mama, whatever. I don't give a fuck what what sex God is. <laughs> um mm, I might skip this one. Wow. Yeah, no, no. I want to talk okay, about this. Okay, okay. This is another follow-up um from the Garage Father, someone who uh shot me a little DM on Instagram. I don't know if you're allowed to call up people's names, but I thought it was nice that people were sending me little uh Kate, follow-ups, sorry, corrections. Hobart, no, sorry, no, go Hobart. ahead. Cut boobs. me off. It's fine. It's boobs. Kate, do you know anyone who has fake boobs, like implants? Yeah, yeah. And and I, from the pictures I've seen of you, I assume you don't have implants. Negative. I do not. And um, do you know anyone who's had their implants removed? Yeah, a client of mine just recently had his remo- removed. Him or her? Her. Okay. Uh, that's what I would have assumed, but you st- I thought you start- started to say his. Did you hear that, Hobart? I didn't know that you could get those removed. 
Yeah, they call them explants. Mm. Wait, what? You get an implant or you get an explant. I, I want an egg. Okay. I want an eggplant implant. <laughs> the eggplant. Um, so I, I'm following. Where's this the story girl. going? I, I'm following this girl on Instagram now. She's this. Uh, I, uh, I I don't know why I started following her. She has like 600,000 followers. I can't remember how I ended up on her page. I'm sure it's something COVID related. It's a fucking obsessed with that shit right now. I feel an obligation to speak up since I'm independently wealthy. I have an obligation to speak up for people who are losing their jobs if they don't get the injection. So I feel like I have an obligation to speak up for them because they can't speak up for themselves. And I think it's vile all the people out there who are independently wealthy and who don't have to work day jobs who aren't speaking up. You're fucking cowards. You're like the fucking people who are singing – who turn up the volume on your radio as the train of Jews goes by. I seriously think that. Anyway. Um, she said that she had her implants pulled out and that she can now breathe. Yeah. I I'm like, else. wait, what? They impede your breathing implants. How does anyone get implants if they impede your breathing? I think how large are they? They're just yeah. heavy. It's the weight. It's like wearing a weight vest. You get used to it. You take your weight vest off and you're like, fuck, I feel so light. That's incredible. I really want to talk to her about it. Will you come on that show with me, Kate, if I get her on? Because I'm kind of scared to ask the big questions. Yeah, I'll do it. All right. Okay, sorry, Hobart. Sorry. I just – boobs, I feel like, transcend all other topics. I just can't believe you would – that should be talked about. I wonder if the doctor tells you before you get the boobs, hey, it's going to affect your breathing. I mean because like you know when you – like when I smoke cigarettes, you know and you're doing it to yourself. Yeah, I think it's like the whole breast implant illness thing. Like everybody's in a bit of denial around that. It's an illness. It's an illness. Look, it's some people will say that there is, and some people will say that it doesn't. It's not a real thing, and that it's totally fine. Like medically sound. Like you mean like you're psychologically broken if you get them? What do you mean illness? No, like physiologically. Like you experience symptoms. Like you might have unexplained symptoms since you had your implants put in. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I thought you were saying you that the illness was wanting fake boobs. You're saying that like you might get fake boobs and they might make you sick. Like the the BPAs in them or something. Yeah, so there's been a lot of people talking about breast implant illness, where these unexplained symptoms seem to have come around right when someone's had implants or perhaps a few years after having them or whatever, and then they have to go get them removed to try and address the symptoms. Is there like something like standard um, illness that comes that's like taking the brunt of the matter, the blank, you know what I mean? Like, well, I think that's part of the problem. I think that's why so many people are denying it because it's like things like skin breakouts or just unexplained nausea or like just oh. other kind of things that just like seem to be around the same time that they had implants or even like, you know, they have to be redone every eight to 10 years. So it's like even towards the end of that eight to 10 years, people being like, oh, I don't feel good because it's like meant to be this idea around it's a foreign object in your body. So your body goes about trying to fucking dispose of it and reject it. So that's when you have all these problems. When I was a kid, we'd watch shows like That's Incredible and like you'd see like the chicks in Africa with like the rings around their neck to make their necks longer or you'd see people with like crazy skin art or their earrings all stretched out and you'd be like, these fucking Africans are crazy. And now it's like everyone. We got we got a whole chunk of society that lets doctors cut their chest open and stick, stick in plastic to make their tits look bigger. It's fucking uh Oh shit, this is this is James Newberry. James. James. Hello. Yeah, James Newberry. 
Hey, what's up, brother? How are you? It's not James Newberry. I, I, I wish uh, it was. Everyone who calls it, from it Australia is James Newberry. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, my name is Wayne. I'm just calling because I saw the number on the screen, so I thought I'd just give it a call. I'm, a, I'm, I'm in the same. Um, that's how. Area that's how Hobart as, uh, ended up getting married. His wife saw his number on a bathroom <laughs> wall and called. <laughs> well, why not? Why not? Is, is this Ryan or Matt? Uh, this is uh, Matt Fraser. How can I help you? <laughs> you, you wish you were Matt Fraser. <laughs> uh, so, what did you say your name um, was? Blaine. No, Wayne. Wayne. Uh, Wayne, I think we we yes. we reached kind of our quota for people who sound like you on the show. We have one. Um, <laughs> do you have something important you want to share? No, not 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 at all. But you, you might um, you might want to just ask uh, Kate about her earthquake experience last week because we had we had a bit of an earthquake last week. So um, yeah, just just type that in or something and, and ask her uh, or ask Evan to, to ask her about her experience. I'm making a note right now. Thank you, Wayne. Any other questions you'd like us to ask, um, Kate? Like, no, what, what do you really want to ask, all- Kate? What do you really want to ask, Kate? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. I just thought I'll, I'll call up for fun. <laughs> Does she think James Hobart is attractive? That's what you want to know. That's what everyone yeah, wants yeah, to know. That's a good one. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's a really good one. Let's Wayne, set them up. <laughs> are, you are you in Melbourne, Wayne? Yes, I am in Melbourne, Kate. Okay. Are you? I am. I am. Um, I was in your L1 class not too long ago. Oh, no way. Awesome. And I, I am in Melbourne. I'm, yes, I'm in, I'm in Dockland, so I'm right, right next to the city. Yep. Wayne, how old are you? I'm 46, Evan. And, and why did you take your L1? Oh, because I just wanted to do it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I've been wanting to do for a bit, uh, a while, and... Uh, and I actually, I actually started uh, coaching as well. So, so I really, I, I, or something that I really wanted to do because it's, um, um, you know, I, I basically just wanted to help other people in CrossFit through through my own journey eight years, nine years ago. Um, I, I, I was um, introduced into CrossFit and I see the impact on my life. So I wanted to do the same. Fucking great. Um, I had a guest on the other day and he said, God, I wish I could remember who this was. He was brilliant. He said the L1 should have been made into a Broadway musical. And I actually oh. I actually told Greg that a few a few hours after the guy told me. I called Greg. I'm like, dude, we fucked up. He's all what? I'm like, we should have made that thing. That thing would have been the most incredible Broadway musical. You take like three people's lives, like a, a fat old guy, a skinny like you know, sissy man or woman, and then like a buffed, healthy dude, and like you follow their journey through the L one, like a little narrative, right? And just like, yeah, and you have a crazy L, you have crazy L one uh, trainer like Kate there, just hot and and, and moves good and like strong, and she'd be she'd be the co star. I don't know who the star would be. Sorry, Kate. Can uh, <laughs> can can Hobart sing? Can we put Hobart, Hobart on this music? Hobart, no. Hobart hardly talks, dude. Yeah, Hobart, try not to. Why do you think Hobart does the news? If he doesn't have something to read in front of him, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have a. He doesn't. He, I've told like eight amazing jokes this show. He's laughed like once. I don't. I don't think. I think that says more about you, not me, man. 
James, James, you do look very serious on screen. So I'm so all business, you know, man. I, I, I think Trevor might be right. He's nervous. Wow. Thanks, Wayne. He's nervous. I'm going to replace him with all the people dying to be on the news to run this news show. Absolutely. Not at all. I'm Absolutely. just confident. And you've got a good one in, in Kate. Kate is perfect. I, oh, hey, I bet you Wayne. she's going to get put. A- <laughs> Wayne, she's going to put on three thousand followers. She's just using us. She's going to put on three thousand followers and get the fuck out. She's graphing out how many followers she puts on each week. Oh, I, man, I think man. she deserves it. I mean, I do. I do too. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was a bit funny that I'm calling the US just to speak to Kate, who is, you know, around the corner from me, relatively speaking. Isn't technology amazing? Hey, Scott Kennedy in the comments says, I just got home from my L1, was a great class. Yeah. Best two days of your life. Okay, Wayne, I, unless you were going to get naked, I have to kick you off because James has stuff to say. <laughs> No problem. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, thanks for, for calling me. me. Congrats on the L1. Bye. Jesus, Hobart. Boobs, L1. I was actually just reading about um, – I'm on some plastic surgery website reading about different size breast implants and the risks and the ideal sizes and the material and the shape and the projection. How large can I go with my implants? Risk of back and neck shoulder pain, worsened posture, breast sagging with weight of implant, difficulty exercising, difficulty sleeping on the front, difficulty buying clothes that fit. We need some. We need to get a guest on here who had some just huge hammers and then got them removed, and just find out what the deal is. Typical three hundred cc silicone implant will weigh about one and a half pounds. Is three hundred big? I don't really know. This is typical. So, so there's this girl I want to. There's this lady who fought for the UFC title this weekend, Lauren Murphy from That's Alaska, silicone. and she had fake tits. And I really want to get her on the show and ask her, like, hey, because they have to make weight for their fights. Mm. Oh, and like every pound matters, right? And it's just like, damn, you could get rid of those things, and you could have had like an extra slice of watermelon. I'd be worried fighting with them. <laughs> yeah, there she is. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to get her on. She's cool as shit, too. I, be, I bet you she'd talk about it. I mean, I don't know her. I just, in my mind, she's cool as shit. Mm. Uh, okay. I wonder if I can read this. Someone just texted me, this, this friend of mine who has these enormous, beautiful, fake breasts, just text me a text about all this. I don't know if I can read it. I'll wait. I'll wait till she responds and says she's got some some information. But she also used the word explant. Actually, I don't know for sure if it's a girl either. I've never seen her like with her pants down. I assume it's a girl. <laughs> okay, let's go. This is this is crazy. We're forty minutes in, and Hobart can't stop talking about boobs. Go on, Hobart. Makes sense. Um, this is a follow up from last week too. We, we talked a little bit about how. Collegiate athletes can now make money off their name, image, or likeness. And I think you um, skipped one. Wasn't there another no, one? No, no, this is that? it. No, okay, okay this no, is no, it. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I can skip it if you want me to. No, no. Um, but we got sidetracked. We're reading about breast implants. Emma Carey, Emma Carey. Yeah, but anyway, this was talking about um, this is an article from the Morning Chalk Up, and they were just discussing whether or not this will affect teen athletes because currently there's no prize purse at the games 
for teenage athletes. So it's considered um, an amateur competition for them still. Um, and there really hasn't been any, but what this does open up, that's what I want to get to, is that if a teen athlete is now receiving name and image and likeness endorsements, uh, in CrossFit, they can still go on to play NCAA sports where in the past, before the NCAA allowed this, they wouldn't have been able to. But I think there's only been one case of this um, to occur inside of CrossFit. Addison Balderston competed 2016 games in the 16 to 17 girls division while receiving scholarship offers to play softball finally settling in on Kansas University. So if there are athletes like that now, they can receive money for their image or likeness and still go on to play college sports. But um, this article was just talking about whether or not they think teen athletes should have a prize purse at the games. There, someone sent me this um, this sickness or this – no, no. What's it uh, – it's like it's, – I guess it's a psychological ailment like paranoia or whatever, but it's one where there's sounds that bug you. And this person says that they have it. It starts with an M. It's in the comments in YouTube. And basically that Hobart's breathing triggers that in them. So so they hear Hobart breathing and, and they they have like a, a like some sort of mental collapse. I love that. <laughs> I love that my breathing no, I don't I don't love that someone has that. I'm really sorry you have that. I've been trying really hard to just breathe softer, be really nice. You diagnose well, they diagnose themselves with your breath. I wonder if other people's <laughs> breathing bothers them. <laughs> Is that how I breathe? No, not at all. I was just trying to give him a different, different look. I, I, you really I, hated that story, huh? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. Like, if I have an opinion on it, I, I immediately went to when we were in New Zealand, and I was so fucking irritated um, by by this situation that happened there. We we're in front of it was a affiliate gathering. We were there with I don't know hundreds of affiliates, and. An affiliate raised their hand while Greg was on stage and said, hey, I think it was some masters and and fucking like the masters athletes like really do annoy me. Like, 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 like they annoy me to the point that there's a psychological profile of the masters athlete that there's just this presumption of like their shit doesn't stink and they deserve as much as the individuals. And I know I'm just speaking in way, way uh, hyperbole, but whatever. And um they this lady raises her hands and she's like how come you don't give us more money we deserve more money we did and she just starts bitching and greg being this fucking overly nice like he always fucking was and accommodating for every fucking tom dick and jackass says okay we'll increase it how much do you want to increase it and she goes i think it should be and she said throughout some number well what that fucking does is there's not just one master's class there's fucking 20 men women every age missing a leg missing a penis and it, and it basically what it did is it like it, <laughs> that one like nod for a thousand bucks cost the company like one hundred fifty thousand bucks or something you know what i mean and it's just like i i i, I not everyone i don't know if i don't know if kids does, should be making money competing i don't know how to think about it but but i'm like i know i have a bias because of that kind of shit i thought it was crazy i thought it was crazy when crossfit paid women and w- men the same not that men should get more, not that women should get more, but that the market should decide. Where are there more fans? What are people paying? To, what do people want to see? And I was wrong. I think it was really smart that they made it the same. I was wrong, but I didn't see that clearly right away. What makes you say that it was wrong now in retrospect? Uh, just because it worked out, the, the outcome. You know what I mean? It worked out perfectly. I mean, like... 
I can't, I, I, I don't know whether I like the women's or men's competition more. Like it just changes year to year. It has nothing to do with whether they have a penis or vagina. It's just strictly competition. Has no, has no, their sex means nothing to me. The sport is so amazing like that. Don't you guys agree? Yeah, I do. I like I like the women's bodies and I love the men's bodies and I like to see the men run fast and I like to see the women run fast and wherever the wherever the comp I mean the only per- people who fuck up the CrossFit Games are the people who tell the stories is the coverage of it like if you're not covering the competition and the closeness between Kyle Kasperbauer and James Hobart I had Kyle on my show did I tell you that James yeah well I, I jumped on for a little while and listened dude he's a beast I'm glad beast. he was you oh shit he did. did I say that out loud no he did he did. And I'm sad he's not going to be in the age division next year. But, yeah, he's a good dude. He, he needs a whooping. He needs a whooping. Okay. What do you think? Money for the kids or no money for the kids? <sighs> I don't know. No money for the kids. Because they're getting money from endorsements. Like, they're getting money from, like, uh, Noble and whatever, whatever, supplement. So, yeah. I say no money for the kids. CrossFit should save that money and keep giving it to the individuals. Even take 10% away from the masters. I'm a little annoyed at your presumptuous masters comment, but I'll let that slide for now. You know what I'm talking about. I know, you know exactly what are. you're talking about. You know yeah. who they are. Yeah. You know who they are. You're not even a real masters yet. Let's face it. 30, 35 to 40 is like just no man's land. The, the truth is, is that you and you and you and uh, uh, Casper Bauer could compete in individual. Your body just can't handle the training or the recovery of so many events. But other than that, like just a one-off, if it's just show up and do one event, you guys could you guys still have a chance to win. Wow, thanks. You're welcome. Moving on. Sure. A little more CrossFit, and we're going to go jump into some more CrossFit news. CrossFit Health. Uh oh. Uh oh. I wish you wouldn't. Well, I'm going here. Um, Just be nice to me. We will continue to provide education, networking, solutions to our healthcare crisis with a renewed focus on health, happiness, and performance. At the CrossFit Games, Dr. Julie Fouché hosted six panels about a variety of topics. She sat down with several prominent physicians, including physical therapist Dr. Kelly Sturette, Dr. Amy West, and chiropractor Dr. Jason Garrett, among others. Um, learn more, CrossFitHealth.com. Dr. Fouché and Dr. Rocket, among others, will be part of this process of educating care providers and patients alike while trying to make positive changes in medication-dependent industry. So it looks like CrossFit Health is coming back after a little bit of a hiatus. Mm. Mm. Go, Kate. Say something, Kate. <laughs> I think it's a good thing. Mm. Mm. that guy on the right uh from aviola massage or what's that arosti arosti i'd never seen that dude before he's fucking yoked i watched part of that video i wanted him to stand up the whole time i wanted to see how big he is i really like big giant humans is he do you have you met him hobart i don't think i have met him but looking at him in this picture yeah he's huge yeah, and and you know Kelly's not tiny, and that lady sitting next to him, Amy West. Have you ever met her? I have not met Amy West. Have you met her, Kate? No. no. If you ever see her somewhere, introduce yourself to her. One, she's cool as shit, but she's a crazy overachiever. 
and she knows a lot of shit and she's so easy to talk to and fun. I had her on the CrossFit podcast. I should I should probably circle back around and have see if I could get her on my podcast. I think she graduated from um someone's going to tear me up in the comments, but I think she graduated from NYU Film School, which is like they say it's the best film school. But but meaning it's the hardest to get into. And then some similarly then she decided she wasn't going to be a filmmaker and she graduated from some insane medical school. So it's kind of like she is, she does my favorite profession, profession, filmmaking, and my least favorite pr- profession, people I have the least respect for, doctors. And so I think she's just – when you mix those two together, I think they're amazing. I don't know. But she's cool. She's legit. I had Kelly on the show. If you guys haven't listened to the podcast, I did with Kelly Starrett. It's basically uh, same as like the Rich Froning podcast. It was me trying to rekindle my friendship with him and bury the hatchet for any like bumps we've had in the road in the past. Did you succeed? I think so. I enjoyed it with Kelly. I, I, I think it was sincere. It was sincere on my part. I guess that's all that matters. I feel better. Like I would text him now or call him or have him on again. And uh, and I think I succeeded with Rich too. I actually – so I had text Rich in the past. I probably shouldn't say this is going to set me back five years in my relationship with Rich. But I text Rich in the past and it, like he didn't resp- – like we used to be close. And then I started – and then like three years ago, like when I would text him, he just wouldn't text. And then the other day I text him after our podcast, this is like last week, and it only took him three days to respond, which on some, you could be like, well, that, that's not good. But actually it is good because in the past it had been three years. So I, I felt like it was great. And when Rich Froning texts you, it's not the kind of text you open up right away. You let that shit just simmer. You're like, yeah, Rich Froning texts me. Rich Froning. I'm not you, Hobart, but like me and Kate. Like you don't, you know what I mean? Like you savor it. Like, yeah, I'll open that. I'll, I'll wait till I'm really down and I need a pick-me-up. And then I open it. <laughs> what if it's a, it's some nasty message? It, it all sucks he back so was, No, all he texted back was, no, sir. I had asked him a question. <laughs> no, sir. I was like, oh. All right, I still feel, I feel a little better. I clicked on mine. Okay. Uh, misophonia. It was me. I still love James. Oh, the, the girl, the girl who's, who... Who has the mental ailment around your breathing? I also used to avoid eating breakfast at the same time as my brother. He ate cereal like he was attacking it, and I couldn't deal with the noise. Yeah, people freak out about hearing, uh, other people eat, right? People freak out about what? About hearing other people eat and chew. <laughs> I wonder if she keeps her her finger on the mute button every time Hobart like like shifts around his mic. She hits mute. This is actually really interesting. Characterized by intense rage and disgust provoked by hearing specific human sounds, resulting in social isolation due to avoidance. Wow. Hmm. I was going to tell you a story about my wife, but my marriage is so good I shouldn't. Yeah, don't do it. I won't. I won't. won't. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait till the show's desperate for content. I'll wait till I'm so big she can't say no. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, Kate, uh, do you have any of those things that you uh, don't like? No, not really. I was kind of like, so with uh, your post of your feet, feet kind of grossed me out and better now. But are you worried. fucking kidding me? I did that to impress you. Yeah, that was now nasty. You're me feet gross you, you know out. If you weren't like losing toes and like just like losing toes, that's evolved. Yeah. That's because I'm highly evolved that that toe looks like that. I'm losing my toe because I'm the next level of human. I was impressed with the second photo. That should have been the gallery photo. That should have been the leaving photo, not the video. The second photo, because you've got good wild toes. Your toes are wider than like the knuckles of your feet, which is a good thing. 
I'm a barefoot boy because I'm yeah, always barefoot. You can tell, which is great. The second photo was awesome. The first video, I was like, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yeah. Even the most beautiful person in the world is ugly, like way close up. Like, have you ever seen? I, I used to have I used to have this girlfriend, and like every one of her features was horrible, but she was the most beautiful woman who ever existed. It was crazy, actually. I, and and it, unfortunately, someone told me that after we broke up, and I was like, wow, I didn't never realize that. But so my toes together, all together, are the most beautiful feet in the world. But when you look at them individually, God, this mic is bugging me tonight. When you look at them individually, they make you want to vomit. But that sucks. I was really trying to impress you. I was trying to like impress. Imp- like increase my cachet. Is that the right word? Cachet with you. I might have to hang my mic like this tonight. Look, if you can move forward <laughs> yeah. and uh, just do photos, I'll be happy. Say that again, Kate. You just move forward with photos of your feet. Like I'll, I'll get them more. Okay. Don't post anything else with your feet in it. I'm man. not. I'm not. That was I'm terrible. Not. Hey, that was so hard to do. That was just, come on, man. You guys are so supportive. <laughs> That sucks. That really does suck. Matt, cancel next Sunday show. Replacements for both of them. I'll send you some names. I'm being vulnerable, and these guys are stomping on my dick. You need it, man. Oh, okay. Go on. All right, one more CrossFit story. Um, I just thought this was cool, just the growth growth of CrossFit. So, By the way, is- I have a lot to say about that health story. I'm really swallowing that's, my tongue. That's right why I threw it up there for you. Thank I figured you. you'd have a really, lot to say about it. Yeah, I'm really, really not impressed. But, 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 but I am. But, but you know, like, okay, good. Like, you're not impressed with my feet. Oh, but okay. No, I didn't say I wasn't impressed. I said I was disgusted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. South China Morning Post. Brian Friend used to be a regular on the show. Now he has uh, he set boundaries with me and. Um, I have to beg him to come on. Okay, go on. <laughs> he writes for them. He writes for them. That was kind of a little, uh, not a cry for help, but that was like, uh, I don't know. Oh, I like just a, missed Brian. That was like a love note to Brian. Yeah, that was yeah, really I sweet. I want him on the show more, but he's just like got like rules and shit, and I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. I know. He really is protective over his sleep. Just He's got rules. I don't do rules. I don't want to talk shit about Brian because I, I love him too, and I think he's awesome. He's dope. Right. He's dope. He's dope. But yes, boundaries. Um, this was just a cool story uh, coming from Wanu, who's a flow master and country manager in South Korea and originally started on seminar staff, I believe, as a translator and um, has really helped nurture the community in CrossFit in Korea. Owns an affiliate out there, CrossFit Soundwave. But it was just neat. His story, he moved to, I think, Australia um, to pursue a degree. And his ultimate goal was to help people prevent disabilities from happening. But he said in Korea... Uh, he was he was trained to be a physiotherapist, but in Korea you could only deal with people who were already sick. And um, he found out about CrossFit in Australia, dropped out of his degree, went back home, started training people in CrossFit, opened up an affiliate, um, an early one of the probably first affiliates uh, in Korea. Now there are over 168 affiliates there, but it was just cool. He was talking about specifically how. Um, in order to handle stress, there's a pretty significant, he, the article was discussing there's a significant drinking culture, um, in Korea. And, uh, he really wants this to be a part of a healthier, I don't know, al- alternative lifestyle to handling with stress. And that is fitness. There's a 2020 study that came out and said, there's a small, but substantial increase in overall fitness levels concerning Korean adults from 2009 to 2017. It was mostly within the male population. And uh, Wanu just said, regardless, he'll be at the gym trying to help anyone he can. So 
I like this story. It's just neat to see CrossFit in other parts of the world and also just how much they've grown and uh, the people who are really close involved with that. So give him a cool little shout out. Have you worked with him, Kate? Yeah. Lee Wan, Lee Wan Yu? No, yeah, he's awesome. Have you worked with him, James? I have a lot, yeah. Yeah, and he has naked pictures of you. And that's why you had to do that piece. <laughs> I did. He sent them to me. He said... I call geez. bullshit on something. Can you put that article back up? I call fucking bullshit on something I saw in that. In that, and this is how vicious rumors start. Do it. It's talking about the the notorious drinking culture in South Korea, dude. Let me tell you something. There's nothing notorious about South Korea's drinking culture. I mean, th- I'm trying to think what what South Korea is notorious for. You know what you're notorious for? For fucking sharing an island with North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> That was your first oh, funny joke. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Come on, man. You guys aren't notorious for shit. You guys are fucking just cool over there. Notorious for drinking bad drinking culture. Call bullshit on that. Someone's, someone needs to put in the YouTube comments like 99% of the people there are drunk and like 3 million people die a year. They're drunk driving before I believe that shit. Notoriously. Australia's notorious. I bet that's not they fucking their great. There's a culture. great cab system in uh, in Korea and Seoul. Or Seoul, Korea. Man, that's why Ireland. Let me tell you the countries that drink too much. And you, can, you oh, know that's because nothing. of the mass incest that goes on there. Australia, there, Ireland, and Canada. That's why their there, people look the way they do. There's like six times that many alcoholics in Boston. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, good story. That, well, that's 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 really we've done a lot of um L one chugging. That's good. Yep, we're off it now. Yep. All right. You ready, Savon? I am. Okay. Uh, we're gonna talk about social media and first of the First Amendment. So last week, uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed a bill into law that forbids the largest social media companies from removing users or their posts based on their political viewpoints. <laughs> And because this seems like wow. a big thing in Texas right now, wow! Um, it also lets Texans sue social media websites with more than 50 million U.S. users over these perceived violations. Wow. Wow. Very – it's getting interesting. So what's important probably to note here is there was a similar state law that came up in Florida, surprise, surprise, which would have forced social media sites to host political candidates and their speech. Uh, this law, however, was blocked by a federal judge on June 30th based on First Amendment grounds. The Texas bill uh, will appear to violate what they call Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, a clause shielding internet companies from liability for publishing and moderating potentially objectionable user-generated content in the same way that Instagram has shadow banned you to hell. Um, but really interesting case as far as that popping up. Can you explain um, that to me in different words? I need I need that. Like, can you tell me the five year old version of that? Or Kate, someone can someone translate with that? Kate, you want to take a hack at it for him? Definitely not. Okay, so basically, the Texas governor created a law that said um, Twitter can't ban people for you know posting about political their political beliefs. Like if I said um, – is a political belief like I think that there should be – I think um, marijuana should be illegal. Is that a political view? Well, this is where it probably gets pretty slippery, right? And then there's a difference between the law and the 
law actually coming into play is what is going to be defined as, I think the specific wording was a political viewpoint. You know, what is a political viewpoint? Could be a lot of things. So that's what's really interesting about that. I don't, I think you will see this uh, law will be blocked or struck down um, for the same reasons the one from Florida was. So I, I used to be of the, of the like, fuck you. You don't, if, if Facebook doesn't like you or Instagram doesn't like you, they should be able to kick you off. It's theirs. It's theirs. Fuck you. I think that makes you sense. Get off. I was totally on board with that. And then I heard it explained to me. Then I heard it explained to me. And I should actually find that and bring it on the show. But basically what it comes down to is when the government starts using them, then then they they don't get that they don't get that anymore. So What do you mean and, the government starts using them? So, like, so the government like, uses Facebook. The government uses Instagram. They have accounts on there. They, they, they tell them they have rules about what they can and can't do. The second the government is also like using them, then they can't um, – they have to follow the rules of the constitution. They have to follow they, – they, they can no longer be like um, – I need to find that. Someone explains it really, really, really well. But um, when you have when you have the administration telling them who you can and can't have on the platform, then no, they're they're no longer uh, they're they no longer get the freedoms of being their own business. They are now basically they have to follow the same rules as as government agencies. Of hmm. God, I need to find that. I wish I could explain that. Maybe I'll maybe I'll watch the video like ten times before the next show and then just say it to you guys so people think I'm smart. Well, I think that's. Is this people being upset about like censorship? Is that what it is? I think that's they part of it. Fuck, yeah, they kicked the fucking president off of uh, the what was the other president's name? Donald Trump. They kicked Donald Trump <laughs> off of Twitter. That's insane. That's insane. I didn't vote for the guy, and that's insane. I would never do that. Yeah. Oh, Sevon, you reposted Russell Brand explaining the fact checkers and the number one supporter is Johnson Johnson. Well, that too. This is something I posted a few months ago, but Craig White points this out. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like, did, did you know that? Did you, did you guys follow Russell Brand on Instagram? Not really. I've just been seeing him pop up more and more. It's incredible. He flipped the script. He was a total – I don't want to – my wife's trying to tell me not to use name-calling. He, he, was, he was brainwashed and, and, and was a sleeper. He was asleep. He was brainwashed and asleep, and literally you got to see him wake up on social media. And he didn't run from it. He embraced it. He, like, unfucked his ideology right in front of the whole world. It was It's crazy. He's kind of I, – I, I, he's like a hero. But basically he did a post yesterday that basically says the fact checkers um, who work for Facebook are, uh, are funded by Johnson & Johnson. I mean, which for the vaccine, which is just mind-boggling to me. Do you follow, Savan, do you follow Thomas Massey on Twitter? Rep Thomas Massey? I don't know who he is, but I saw him post this recently. So Instagram has blocked the hashtag natural immunity. Like you cannot find anything with the hashtag natural immunity. Yes, yes. And what he said is he said, don't forget Congress gave at CDC Gov $1 billion to market the vaccines. I suspect a lot of that has made its way into the hands of social media companies. Yes. Also, factcheck.org is funded by a group that holds $2 billion of vaccine stock, and I'm pretty sure that's the Johnson & Johnson. Bam. Clean. Uh, well, this uh, podcast now, is about now, to now get shut down, but that was saying. actually really interesting. I think I asked that guy to be on my show. I don't think he responded. Uh, what? Tell me – spell his name for me again. Thomas what? So his Instagram is – Rep 
Thomas Massey, T-H-O-M-A-S-M-A-S-S-I-E. U.S. Rep. KY4, Bachelor of Science, Master of Science, hashtag Sassy with Massey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an MIT. He's an MIT grad. Oh, this guy will come on in a second. He's only got forty-eight thousand followers. If you have less followers than me, you'll come on, unless you find out. No, he's got two hundred and forty-one thousand. He does on on his Twitter. Are you on his Instagram or his Twitter? Oh yeah, I don't do Twitter. Twitter's for smart people. Oh yeah, he's got heaps on Twitter. I think he's a Twitter Twitter user. Okay. Yeah, he's he's been aggressive on Twitter for sure. I want to get uh, Zoe Harcomb on. Yeah. She's also she, all over Twitter. Yeah, she's a beast. Okay. Um, news stories. Okay. Come on. Let's keep this show positive and upbeat. Where, where were we? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, we'll see. Greg Abbott's in a wheelchair, by the way. I always find it interesting when I see pictures of him in his wheelchair because they always frame his wheelchair out of the picture. Why is he in a wheelchair? I didn't know that. Something's wrong with his legs. Oh. Okay. Makes sense. But I, Next, I but I like it. I, for some reason, I like I, I have a bias for leaders who are in a wheelchair. I just like it. All right. Well, let's do a little more political news. Go around the world. Okay. <clears throat> um, huge election right now in Germany. The election is significant because it heralds the departure eventually of Angela Merkel. Or is it Angela? Angela Merkel, who is preparing to leave office after 16 years uh, in power as Germany's chancellor. Now, if you don't know a lot about German, the German government, which I'm not an expert, but I guess so Sunday today indicated that the Social Democratic Party is virtually neck and neck with the conservative alliance. Now, I think what's interesting about this is that the social, excuse me, the conservative alliance block um, has been the largest block in German parliament. But over the last couple of decades, they've slow they've slowly lost more and more seats in Germany's parliament, and they have multiple parties now that are working their way in. Um, yeah, here the CDU and its Bavarian sister party, the CSU, have dominated German politics since 1949, when the parties formed a parliamentary group and ran in the first federal election following World War II. What is certain at this time? is that the next government will be a coalition, which means one of the parties will have to cooperate with another party so they can have a majority, given that no party has won a majority of seats on its own. So from a political perspective, I think it's really interesting because you're seeing just more party, different party representation um, in German government, and we'll be seeing uh, who has been influential in the world over the last decade and a half leaving. And Germany should have a new chancellor at some point this year. Who is the chancellor before her? I can't even remember. I want to say his last name started with an H, but I don't remember. Um, there, there was a um, – someone in the comments said uh, – this was good. Something about Thomas Massey. Oh, Eric says, Rep. Thomas Massey is one of the most liberty-minded U.S. congressmen we've had. For those of you who don't know what liberty is, it, you should really look it up. Study what liberty is. Liberty is far more important than democracy. Liberty is what allows us to keep our democracy. Without liberty, we're fucked. We're going to end up like Egypt where they had a democracy and then they voted out their democracy. You can't do that in the United States or you're not at least supposed to be able to do that. 
That's the one thing you can't do in a democracy is vote out a democracy when you have liberty at your foundation. Go figure out what liberty is. And that's what scares me about some of these politicians talking about democracy. I have a feeling that they think that is the foundation of this country. It is not. Um, and, and I think that's some of the problems that they're having in – does Australia have a constitution? Uh, I'm not sure. I think that there is a problem in, in, in both Canada and in Australia that they don't have they, – they basically don't have liberty. Some, someone else smarter than me can talk on that who knows more, but there is a problem, and that is – that's where the battle is going to happen in this country. We cannot let them take away our liberties. That really, really bad shit will happen then, e- even to no matter what side you're on. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're saying that the uh, the liberties provided by the Constitution are what are most important. Yes, yes. The demo- Yes, they they make it so you can't vote out the democracy. Basically, you can't. We can't vote. We can't have an election and vote to put like fucking. Um, to turn this into a dictatorship this that can't happen in the united states with our current constitution but you can do that in other places where there's democracies you can vote it out uh colin lawrence i've been tuned in for four minutes and this news is more boring than npr i want to say something about his mom but my mom <laughs> might be listening okay well he missed well, the f- he, that's all right hope- he missed the first 20 he missed the first hour in four minutes um, German politics. I know nothing about it. Thank you. There you Usually, go. You'll be missed. Next one. Yep. One more. One more boring political story. Then we'll then we're gonna spice it up. Um, political showdown over President Biden's roughly four trillion dollar economic agenda um, is long simmering, simmering feuds among the party's liberal and moderate lawmakers threaten to scuttle a series of critical House votes as soon as next week. So. Huge, uh, huge $4 trillion economic agenda coming from Biden. One of the big issues that they are currently having with it is that not all Democratic Democrat lawmakers agree on prices, what's in the bill, so on and so forth. So they're having a really hard time. They're going to have a really hard time trying to push this through, not to mention that they will also need um, bipartisan support as well. So do not subscribe to the Washington Post, Susa. That is a shit rag, lying <laughs> fucking news outlet. Worse than the New York Times, which is hard for me to say. Go on. So actually, um, there was a really cool website I found called Smart Asset, um, where I found an article detailing um, what's in this bill, and it broke it down line by line, and just really what it, all the ins and outs of it that I thought was really interesting. Really it's boring. Four, it's four trillion dollars for one year. Uh, no, it's going to be everything involved is going to be over multiple years. But really, this the next line of this is that roughly three point five trillion of it would expand Medicare, invest new sums to combat climate change, boost. Wait, how uh, could it be five point three trillion for Medicare when it's four trillion dollars in total? Uh, no, no, three point five. Sorry, okay. three point five of it. It's really this new infrastructure boost, uh, boost tax credits and other programs that help families, students, and children in need. But like I said, if you're bored, I would go check out the article on smartasset.com just because it was, had a lot of cool information about everything that's so far going to be contained in the bill or proposed to be contained in the bill. And it's just good to know about how the government's going to waste all our money. I one time did the numbers. You could – there was like – there's like – I forget how many U.S. counties there are. There's like 5,000 U.S. counties. That's not Jeff Bezos. That's not a picture. They got – that's not – 
Didn't he already? I thought he already owned the Washington Post. I thought that happened a while ago. Yeah, it did. It happened a while ago. And that's not a photo of Jeff Bezos. That's just a dude from the article. Oh, okay. I'm just yeah. saying that he owns it. And you're, you're normally a fan of Jeff Bezos, but you hate the Washington Post. Don't oh, you? it's so bad. So bad. It's the, it's the most divisive. Divisive? Is that what you mean when you, when you, when you get people to hate each other? Yeah. Most divisive fucking racist rag out there. It's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, what were we just talking about? What was that article? Spending uh, bill. Spending. I, I, so imagine it. There's, let's say, 5,000 counties in the United States. It was either 3,500 or 500. But I basically did the math. And you could, for the money that we've been spending on the current um, health situation in the United States, um, you could have built a $100 million hundred million dollar fitness facility in every county in the united states <laughs> think about that that'd be a nice little crossfit gym <laughs> dude okay go on it's we waste so much money it's it's this country is being run by pharma just just so everyone knows if you don't know that then it, by by run by it i don't mean that there's like the ceo of pfizer's like okay joe do this now what i'm saying is is that your dollar votes and every time you buy fucking medicine, you're putting power in their hand. And they have all the power right now. And guess who takes from that same bucket of money? Gyms. That's why they hate gyms. Sorry, I don't mean to pick my nose. I mean, I mean to pick my nose. I just wish I did wasn't doing it on the air. Go on. And then not only did you do it on the air, you just brought explicit attention to it. it was, I, I, felt, I felt like a dry one. So, so Switzerland voted uh, by a wide margin to allow same-sex couples to marry in a referendum on Sunday, bringing the Alpine nation into line with many others in Western Europe. Uh, Switzerland, I believe, has authorized same-sex civil partnerships since 2007. The measure passed with 64% of voters in favor and won a majority in all of Switzerland's 26 cantons or states. And they're hoping that this will allow same-sex couples in Switzerland to adopt children together, facilitating citizenship for same-sex spouses. It would also permit lesbian couples to utilize regulated sperm donation. So that's what's happened in Switzerland. Boy, so that's... That that's a like the lesbians couldn't get sperm? Where it wasn't regulated, they had to like illegally get it. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I didn't dive into that too much, um, but from what little I know on this topic, I believe it is really difficult um, for le for lesbian couples to get sperm donation, and also for both of them to be recognized as the parent of the child. Lancaster, Pennsylvania, home of the Liberty Bell. I don't know if that's true. I just made that shit up. Definitely not. <laughs> it's in Pennsylvania. You no. Know, what What's funny is that um, I'm actually from York, Pennsylvania, but my number does come up as Lancaster. But they're they're right next to each other. You're the only person but who knows. York, Pennsylvania, is the supposedly the first capital of the United States. It's a bit of history for you. You should look it up. Oh wow. I'm sure Colin Lawrence knows it. He knows fucking everything. I thought you knew everything. No, I just pretend to know everything. But I, but I, but I'm okay with it. I just pretend. James James Hobart. I just want to say I'm a big I'm a big fan, man. It's pretty pretty cool. Thanks. Appreciate that. 
Yeah. Hey, what do you think? Do you think um so uh Mr. York, do you do you think it's um okay for um same-sex couples to adopt kids? I I think it is the best practice for the government to have as little involvement in our lives uh as possible. Oh, I like your answer. They need to do the things that they need to do. How's that for an answer? And they need to to uh, to leave men free, men and women. I say men, you know, I mean, just generally speaking, but men and women free to uh, to move about the country and make their own decisions. I, I I guess I don't know what marriage is. Marriage must must be something. Like I, I'm not talking about like people's bullshit. Well, it's a union of blah blah blah, and it's love, and not that. I'm talking about what it really is. Like like. Uh, what what are the ramifications of marriage under the tax code and the law, et cetera, yeah. et cetera? But marriage must be something, and um, because it seems completely idiocy to me that it would just be just between a man and a woman. And I fucking even hate the story that it's like like who gives a fuck if two men or two women get married? Like it's so annoying to me. That being said. I also think it's complete idiot, but that's because I, maybe I don't know what marriage is. But um, th- another part of idiocy is is why can't you marry more than one person? That's like fucking crazy to me. Like, well, of course you should be able to marry twenty two people, but well, I, then I it might be breaking. Been, the, but I don't know what marriage is. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Mister York. I, I, th- I think marriage has been, you know, it's like everything else in in this world. It's been kind of like warped and changed as time you know has gone on and and you know as as people have progressed and they've changed their views on this and that religion and and you know politics have changed people's views and the way we live our lives marriage has changed as well you know i mean i don't think back in biblical times marriage was two people going you know to an mdj and getting a certificate and a piece of paper printed out to now say that they could cohabitate you know what i mean <laughs> but 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 i do i do hear what you mean so he's putting up a definition here Susa is i don't know if you can see it mr york it says the party's legal ability to marry each other mutual consent of the parties a marriage contract is required by law so like that contract is 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 there must be something in that contract that makes it so it's not good for the government or society to marry more than one person, or is it just stupid opinion and like blah 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 moral and ethical reasons? Like I, I don't understand. But all of that being said, like I'll let someone else figure out all that. I don't care about any of that stuff. The part that trips me out and the part that's controversial is is like I I would want a mom and a dad. <laughs> I would want to be adopted by one man and one woman. And I'm not sure why, and I don't know if I need to be unfucked. Like, maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe it's because it's all I know. But it just seems like the like that to adopt a child, but, it, but I am okay well, with lesbians. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with lesbians getting some sperm and having kids. Like, I think women should be able to have as many kids or do whatever they want with their vaginas and their and whatever parts inside of them make the baby. But I guess if you didn't allow gay men to adopt kids, they couldn't have. I don't know. I'm just thinking about myself. Like I'm, I'm, I would, I, I wouldn't want to be adopted. But I don't think by a gay couple. But, but I'm really open to being unfucked. I'm, not, I don't. I would, I would like to know the statistics on that. Like I, I know you've talked a lot. Like about- how rich are they? If I get adopted by gay dudes, they got to be rich as fuck. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I, th- I think all, there's, I think there's, all these people are, are super rich, right? They have two incomes and no children to, yeah. to spend it on. And well, there's fastidious actually, and clean and good. There's actually some really cool research out there about same-sex couples who do adopt and they have more successful relationships. They are wealthier because it is so hard for them to adopt. Um, and the child is typically being brought up in a home and environment that they have access to much better financial resources than in the same scenarios of same-sex couples. And I can't cite anything off the top of my head, but I'll dig and it up. And they're probably not caught up on any we'll of that shit either. We'll follow up next week. Well, but you, um, you have to yeah. have money to, to adopt in the first place. I mean, unless yeah. you're adopting through the foster care system, a teenager or something, you know, where they pay you, you have to have a lot of money to adopt. I mean, it's crazy expensive. Kate is beyond spaced out on Sevon thinking out loud. No, no. <laughs> she's not spaced out. She's like, am I going to lose my job? Please someone call about the L1 and say it's great. Well, what I was going to say is that you said I wouldn't want to be adopted by two guys or like if I, you know, speaking on behalf of like the kid. But I think that maybe it's the idea that you'll get kind of fucked up in some kind of way. But I think the reality is, is that it doesn't really matter who your parents are, whether they're two guys, two girls, one guy, one girl. I think everybody gets a little bit fucked up. So you just end up being fucked up in mm. a way. I, I, um, if I had to choose, it would be one man, one woman, then two women, and then two men. <laughs> you need your mom. You need your mom. I don't, I mean, like if you could, you really need a dad. And I know I push the dad shit a lot, but you really need a mom. You need a mom. What do you think, Mr. York? Mom, or if you could, would you rather be adopted by two women or two men? I, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a tough question. I think, uh, no one knows who you are. You can just say whatever. It's not like your father's, your life's on the line like mine. I will. I, I could. I, I'll. I'll tell you my middle name. I mean, I'll. I'll, I'll say anything about me. But no, I. I think that fathers, a good father, is. I mean, one of the most important things that you can have in life. And I think if you are a, a man and you choose to have children, then you know, being a father, that's a role that needs to be taken seriously. Now, there are, you know, mothering or I'm sorry, there's lots of nurturing and, and different, you know, things that children get from their mother that I think, you know, personally speaking are, are unique to what a mom can provide to, to a child as compared to what a dad can provide. So I would probably want to want to go with the mother and the father as well. But then after that, I don't know, probably father, father. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just speaking from, Having a great dad and you know, oh, I knew it. Up, yeah, and, and then I yeah, introduced to sports. You're and all biased. That kind of stuff. You're as biased as I am. I'm biased too. I knew it. You're biased. You had a great dad. <laughs> I'm biased. Hey, if my kids ever like, I always ask my kids, "Who do you love more, mom or dad?" And they say, "Mom." And the day they say me, I know I'm fucking up. Listen, I want to. I want to ask you guys a question. I want to get all your opinion on something, but it's it's off of the. You have a beautiful voice, cur- and it sounds like you have a huge penis. Thanks for calling. Oh my god. Thank you so much. Yes, you're welcome. Um, it uh, one of the one of those two things is true. <laughs> um, it again, it's it, it's it's off of the line of you know kind of topics that you've been been talking about right now. What we've been talking about, but um, it's it's one of your favorite topics with uh, all this uh, vaccination stuff. Um, let let's say that you guys had an opportunity to have uh, a job that was just a I mean, could be possibly like 
dream job, right? Job of your dreams. Now you are not somebody who, uh, you know, at this point has, has gotten vaccinated due to, you know, your own personal medical choices and everything and, and beliefs on everything. And this job that you, uh, th- that you are in the process of applying for and everything, they want you to, they want you to, uh, to get the vaccination, it, your choice, whatever, you know, of the three vaccinations you want, but they want you to get one of those three vaccinations to, uh, to work for them. It, and this job, like I said, would check off a lot of boxes, uh, in your list of, you know, wishes. And also it's, you know, it would be a good amount of money, probably more money than you, than you'd make or you had made uh, so far in your life. Let me hear your thoughts on, uh, on what, what you would do with that situation. What do you mean? Like, would you take Moderna, Johnson, Johnson no. or Pfizer? What's the question? Would you, would, would that be like, I know you personally are, you know, would I take I the vaccine not- if they were, if I, if I had the choice of like my, I'm doing my dream job right now. And the truth is I suspect Kate and James are damn close to their dream job too. I know. Would I, I know. Would I give up my kids? If someone told me, Hey, I'm going to kill your kids. If you don't take the vaccine, I would fucking jump on a box of needles. Fucking sure, like sure. vaccine, triple, quadruple vaccinate myself to do anything. I do well, not yeah. want to give the job up of being a dad. But if it was like, if how about I'm in my 19th year in the Air Force and I'm th- like, there's guys who are two days away right. from fucking retiring. And if yeah, they don't get this yeah, thing, they're going to yeah. lose their retirement. What do you do? Fuck if I know. But the people who aren't in that position, who don't stand up for those people, you're a bitch. Well, and, and I mean, it's kind of like, I was in a union previously and in my previous job. And, uh, it was like, whenever something like this would happen, something that was, you know, grievous, then the, you know, we actually used to call it a a grievance process would happen within the union, but it would never be something that was resolved right away. So like in this particular case, you would have to suck it up and get your shot and then l- grieve the decision, you know, by, um, no. by the administration. And then, you know, six months to a year on the road, they'd say, Oh yeah, we screwed that one up. You know, we, we sh- you shouldn't have had been, you know, made to, to, to get a shot. Sorry. Well, you, James, you know I mean? and, like, James and Kate work for a company that has more than a hundred employees. So something's going to happen to them. They're either going to be getting tested right. all the time, but someone's going to contest this shit. And it's a really important question, but we have to move on with the news. Um, I'm going to, uh, Mr. York, thanks for calling. I'll let them answer if they want to answer after we get rid of you. You needed to talk twice as fast, even though I love that you called and, uh, God. peace and love. Thank you Did so you much take your L1? You take your L1 ever, Mr. York? You know, I, I haven't, but listening to your podcast, I, I've been I've been thinking that I really I really would. I, I am an avid CrossFitter, but I have not taken my L one. But yeah. I would like to and drag someone there who's never even done CrossFit. I'm not joking, and watch their brains explode. All right, love you, buddy. Bye. Oh, he's getting me. That guy was getting me all wild up, riled up. If that guy was my neighbor, I would just talk to him <laughs> over the fence like for ten hours a day. <laughs> I was waiting. I thought. I thought when he asked that question, he set up a head of, hell of a hypothetical too. So it's real. What do you do? What do you do, James? You're 19 years in the Air Force with two days left to retirement. If you don't take the, 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 the actually, we already know you. What do you do, hey, Kate? Kate, have you gotten it yet? Not yet. When are you getting it? You got your appointment made? No. Oh. <clears throat> Let's move onward, onward and upward. All right, last piece of political news. Then we're moving on to some fun stuff. You think that was inappropriate that I asked Kate online like that? Was that? 
Kate, will you meet, will you no, like go I, to the bathroom or something? Me and Hobart got to talk. I'm feeling bad. No, yeah, yeah. I I think it's I think it's not pathological, indicative. I think it's indicative of a larger social problem that people feel like they can't ask that question or answer that question honestly. Like that's identifies there's something oh, going wrong in our society. The fact that I, you know, it's like that's fucked up. Like it's not like I asked her, "Hey, do you hate Jewish people?" Yes. Exactly. Kate, not, not yes, but yes, exactly. That's a good example of a question. Yeah. I mean, that one should be that one's that one's weird. Like that one's like, if you do hate Jewish people, you should probably lie. You should say no. That's absurd, Savon. I love Jewish people. Okay, but what you're saying is, is that there's there shouldn't be a right or wrong answer to you getting the injection, and, and our society says that there is, and that sucks. Like, yeah, I shouldn't be judging people who whether they get it or didn't get it. It's just it definitely. Um, like I said, it identifies a very weird situation right now, I think, for us socially as a, a planet. I heard what you said. I was trying to translate it for people who aren't as smart as you. Yeah. Well. Okay, Iceland. Okay, so I originally found Home this and Andy then... Thor's daughter in BKG. I was told, uh, Kate told me that it got updated, so... Update. Originally... Uh, according to projections based on final election results, 33 of the 63 seats in the Althingi, which is the Icelandic parliament, oldest surviving parliament in the world, um, was that 52% of those seats now belong or have been won by women, but there's a correction after a recount. It's only 30 of the 63 seats were won by women. I believe the reason that this was significant, and it still is significant, um, the reason it would be significant is that no other European country has breached this 50% threshold, though Sweden and Iceland are very close. I think both now tied at 47%. Um, But Iceland has always been kind of at the forefront of equality between men and women. Uh, It's the first law on equal pay for men and women dates back to 1961. It's also the first country in the world to elect a female president in 1980. So, Another crazy law. Like, you really need a law that says men and women get paid equally? It's fucking crazy. Hmm. Fucking nuts. People are fucking nuts. I mean, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying whether it's a bad law. Like, like if we need it, we need it. But it just sucks that we need laws like that. It's like, fu- what are you, fucking retarded? You can move more hay than that person over there. You get paid more money. One of the um, girls that lost the seat, she was uh, 21 years old. Too young. Too young. young. She was like one of the youngest members or the youngest member in parliament until she lost. I, I know a bunch of you guys are going to hate this. Too young. You should not be allowed to run for office until you're. Yeah, sh- sure. I'll get on board with that. There should also be a significant age limit on, on political office. And the fact that we have Congress people who are two times the average age of the a citizen of the United States is fucking lunacy but i can't get into that because it really gets me fired up <laughs> oh you're saying too i'm saying that you shouldn't be able no. to get in when you're 21 and you're saying you shouldn't be able to get in when you're 79 or 80 the fact like that we that. have 80 year old the fact that we have 80 year old senators is literally it's it's insane you know it's like you wouldn't trust these people to like change your kids diapers so you but you'll trust them with an entire state right. or country it's bizarre what would there's um, just, there's I, a, I also <sighs> want to cup check sorry say that again kate i cut you what would you make the age range 35 to 60. I go to 70. No way, dude. No way. How old's your mom? 61. I've had this conversation. She agrees with me. 
Well, I guarantee, I think that at 60, they should take your license away. Um, and it's for the same, and that's, that's a great example. It's for, the, it's for, it's for the same reason that you say someone who's 20 wouldn't, shouldn't be in yet. Like while you're, you know, I don't know what late teens into your twenties, you're still learning about the world. Parts of your brain are still being formed. It's also the same exact thing that happens to people who are older. Their brains stop being, they become calcified. Like they stop becoming as, um, malleable, um, to new ideas. It's just crazy, man. And most old people aren't humble enough to admit it. That's what really sucks. Like you're still driving when you know you shouldn't be like, fuck you. Yeah. Like I already know at 49, like my eyesight is not what it used to be at night. Like, come on, man. Well, it's just like the just fact admit that, it. well, it's the fact that like we have a 77 year old president and everyone, everyone else's best answer is to have another 70 year old president. You know, it's like, <laughs> It's just, it's you literally, the fact that that's how people think we should solve politics is so freaking crazy. Like, I think you have a disorder if you think it's okay for the president of the United States to be over the age of 70. It kills me. I need to think about that. Like, and everybody's like, oh, well, you know, old people have great advice. I'm like, good. Then, then have him call him up on the phone when we have a younger president. It's, it's wild. It's so wild. Susa, did you see that text come in from Craig Howard? Yeah, I saw that. Maybe, maybe tell him seven fifteen. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do a podcast with Craig Howard tomorrow morning at seven a.m. He's, oh, he's great. That. Find out what time he wants to do it. Like, right. Maybe like eight. Roger. That's going to be good talking to him. That motherfucker is like he's had it. He's reached his limit. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, he is a beast. Um, uh, I want to see a cup check on all those chicks. I want to yeah. line up all those women in Parliament who say that they're women and just like you just got to just someone's got to grab it and just make sure chris cuomo chris. <laughs> is that too much no <laughs> perfect all right this Such let me this douche. next story is really cool let me talk about this next story okay i have to pee i'm gonna need a pee break after this next story. all right a gangster showdown a gangster who was on trial was killed by two rival this is in india killed by two rival gang members who were disguised as lawyers <laughs> So he's in the courtroom, um, and these two rival gang members dressed up as lawyers shot him. Notorious gangster was shot dead in an Indian. Uh, sorry, notorious, this notorious Indian gangster was shot dead in New Delhi courtroom by two rival gang members dressed as these lawyers. One of the suspected killers, I guess, was this guy's childhood friend before they became deadly rivals. Wow. Um, the two fought a bloody turf war for more than a decade. You know how I know I'm racist? Because I can't picture an Indian gangster. Huh? I spent I spent a couple months in India. I don't, I don't I don't remember I don't remember any of that. I mean, the animals were dangerous there. I, I remember the people being so. Wow, well, there was a lot of stealing there, man. Holy shit, there was crazy stealing, crazy stealing, like the craziest stealing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. I'd, like someone just open your trunk at a stoplight and just take shit out of your car. I'm in like, India? Dude. Oh, dude, it's uh, so crazy. I never, I never saw that while I was there. Crazy. You were probably there bawling on some honeymoon or you were doing drugs in that be- southern beach town. What's that one called? Never heard of it. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. You were probably there at a fucking rave. Uh, I was there working seminars. Wow. Speaking of racist, Dave Friend said Cuomo's not a pervert. He's just Italian. I got to pee. Boom. That's brutal. Well, speaking of Italy, we're going to Rome. So Rome, I guess, is struggling to contain four-legged invading 
force of trash-loving wild boars, which wander out of nearby parks to find food. Found in groups of 10 to 30, these boars can weigh up to 220 pounds each. Estimates that there are over 2 million boars across all of Italy, but this region of Lazio surrounding Rome estimates there are 5,000 to 6,000 boars in city parks, a few hundred of which regularly abandon the trees and green for urban asphalt and trash bins. Um, they randomly and routinely wander through the outdoor eating area of restaurants looking for food. And uh, somebody's sister reported that she woke up or not woke up, sorry, was going home and she found 30 boars outside of her shoe store when she left at 8 p.m. So no dead, no dead. And I did follow up on the dead penguins article as well. The bees stung the penguins eyes and that's how they were able to get to them. Yeah, gruesome, gruesome. gruesome. Um, and they were, that's they were, and let them die. Yeah, how awesome is that? Bees are are brutal. I actually wait another bee story. Another bee story. We wrapped it up. We found out how they died. Yeah, we followed up from last week's uh, bee bee slash penguin throwdown. Oh, oh shit! But we're looking at pigs. I thought. (laughs) Yeah, this was in Rome. Rome is, I guess, is being overrun by wild boars. Boars Lives Matter, BLM. Boars Lives Matter. No, they got to get those boars out of there. How Makes about, some... how, that's, another, that's another crazy thing, how BL, the BLM community is like pushing back on the vaccine. It's like, dude, those are your people. Man, there's some great this – is, this is – what a great social experiment we're having. You know what? You know what's happened? You know like if you're ever making like a big stew and like you put in one spice and it's too much – so you try to fix it by putting in more of something else, and the next thing you know, you just got this mess on your hand. It's like that. That's what's going on. Uh, if your wife got – what if your wife got fake boobs and then you didn't like them? And I guarantee you that's happened a bunch. I, I don't know. I was going to say something really vulgar, but <laughs> I'm going to skip it. But you're employed. True. True, true. And my mom listens to this podcast as well, so. Yeah, be cool. cool. Got to be a good boy. Okay, let's go on. Another cool story coming from Japan. The Black Widow Killer. So listen to this. Um, This woman, now 74, is on death row for murdering three romantic partners and an attempted murder of a fourth. These murders started in 2007 when she was 61. But she escaped suspicion um, until the most recent attempt promoted further at investigation. And from what I could glean from the article is that um, – what are they called? For, uh, autopsies um, are rare in Japan and are typically only performed when there is a suspicion of foul play. So I think it took her through only, only three dead husbands. Um, I think and she was poisoning them with arsenic. But basically what she was doing – is you know she was extracting money from these victims she would marry them older same these elderly men extract money from them somehow and then while she was still with them and in the process of poisoning them she had already started dating um kind of the next victim oh wow wow yeah so basically she used a matchmaking agency to get acquainted with elderly victims one after another and poison them after making them trust her two months before um the second 
victim's death in January 2012, she had already begun secretly dating other men through another dating agency. Um, and there was another wait, wait, defiant. Look at this ad. Look at this ad that's on the screen. We won't stop until every child feels healthy. That's from UNICEF. That's like that's feels healthy. You won't stop until. Thank you for removing that. I was fucking gonna lose my mind. Fucking UNICEF. Just oh, you didn't remove it. It's just the ad went away. My God, what a joke. Okay, sorry. Go on, Hobart. So, so woman kills men, takes their money. That's like. Poisons them. Yeah. I'm once again showing how racist I am. I just don't picture that Japanese woman doing that. He's really moving right on there. Look at those locations. And that's one of the reasons they had a hard time, I think, you know, sensing foul play. Um, And I think it was at like the point of the fourth victim when they found – they finally did a – third victim when they finally did an autopsy and started to find a cyanide. That's what it was, an arsenic. High levels of cyanide. In his body, um, can you some estimates. Can you imagine poisoning someone for money? Well, well, what's interesting? There was another copycat Black Widow killer who, I think, was also in her sixties or maybe a little bit younger, but doing the same thing. But supposedly extracted about four point five million dollars in total from her partners. Wow! I think so. one of the only things that could make me suicidal is, is if I killed someone else. Well, I think. I mean, I, I think it's good that you're not. I think it's good that you didn't just say, I'm totally cool with killing other people. It's horrible. I'm not even for the death penalty for that for two reasons. One, people will be wrong. Like, you'll be wrong. You kill 100 people, you're going to kill at least one innocent person. And the second thing is, is if you kill someone, that means you created another killer because someone has to kill them. It's a fucking mess. Lock, lock people up. And I saw that that lady's on death row. That's fucking lame. I don't care how many men she killed. Lock her up and throw the key away. Don't fucking kill her. Killing people is fucked up. I don't like it. Death penalty is also very, very, very expensive. Well, they it could is. make it cheaper. There's a workaround. They could make it much cheaper, yes. But it's, oh. uh, yeah, it's a huge financial burden on the state. Man. I'm going to skip one story. We're going to go to Chris Cuomo. Okay. What story did you skip? Just out of curiosity. The conspiracy theory of the week. It was about Loch Ness. The Loch Ness monster. I didn't really like it. So, skipping it. Chris Cuomo. I like Loch Ness and I like Bigfoot stories, just so you know. But maybe I've matured past them. I was just letting it kind of like simmer in me to see if it was. Well, let's give it a shot. You ready? All right. Do you like Loch Ness monster stories? Do you even know Loch Ness monster stories, Kate? That in Australia, yeah, do you guys I, have? I'm familiar. Does Australia have like uh, legendary like monsters or animals, mythical monsters or animals down there? Well, like I think we probably steal ones from other places, like Loch Ness monster. Like we're familiar with that, you know, like those kinds of legends. I guess those are the same stories that are told down here. I don't think there's any specific to Australia, mind you. I'm not Australian, so it might be. Might well, be how about New Zealand? Um. There are definitely some like Maori stories, some traditional stories around like animals and creatures and things that, you know, no longer exist, but I couldn't think of any off the top of my head. Hmm. Um, Kate, if it helps you understand uh, Hobart and I any better, um, we just, um, New Zealand's just like, it's like Australia's Hawaii, just an island. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's not how I picture it. So when we, yes, it is. Having been that, no. Yes. Don't lump me with you, man. When we say Australia, like we're including New Zealand. 
Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. They're not the same thing, but okay, cool. Just, I know you're probably, you're probably right. I mean, you're probably no, right. No, 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 right. she's not probably right. She's fucking you. exactly right. <laughs> I'm just telling you how we think. <laughs> It'd be me saying like, oh, America. And that would include like Canada. It does. And, and the truth is it does. <laughs> it really does. But you guys are at least like sharing land. There's, there's yeah. no land shed between Australia and New Zealand. And it, but it is like that. It, Canada really is just part of the United States. It's just a sh- really weird, shitty part. And some of our states up in the top are like that too. <laughs> okay. All right. Shelly Ross said in an opinion piece in the New York Times on Friday that Chris Cuomo had greeted her at a going away party in 2005 with a bear hug while lowering, without consent, one hand to firmly grab and squeeze the cheek of her buttock. Ross said Cuomo told her, I can do this now that you're no longer my boss. (laughs) And she responded, no, you can't, pushing him off while stepping back to reveal her husband who saw the whole thing. In an interview, Ross called it. What? By the way, that's what I would have done to Rosa if he would have fired me in person. I would have embraced him and squeezed his ass, but go on. I, I can't say it. Okay. In an interview, Ross called it an attempt um, to diminish and belittle a female executive in front of her staff. Asked for comment, Cuomo told the Times, as Shelley acknowledges, our interaction was not sexual in nature. It happened 16 years ago in a public setting when she was a top executive at ABC. I apologized to her then, and I meant it. CNN had no additional comment. What do you think about that, Savan? I, I struggle with this because I just want to attack him because I can't stand him and his brother. They are bad, bad people. They're malicious people. But but like I don't see anything in this story. Like I don't know their relationship. Like so he grabbed her butt at a party and her, and her husband saw. Do you want to know what I really think? And I know this is just like off the cuff and there's no proof of this. I think it's – I. I'd like to know how she would have reacted if her husband wouldn't have seen it. Like – I, I'm just I'm I, I'm I'm just struggling to bring that up 16 years later. I'm just and I this guy is a piece of shit. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. And his brother killed people. His brother killed old people. His brother's policy. Mer- old, uh, thousands of old people died because of his brother. And 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 this guy's response and what he does with Don Lemon and the lying, the homophobia and racism that this guy has spread in this country under the guise of not being homophobic and not being racist is disgusting. But I just, I'm just struggling with this one. I just like 16 years later, like for grabbing her butt. Like I, I, I I feel like there's a statue of limitations on butt grabbing or, or like, like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I, and I want to mash him. I just find it a little weird to come out 16 years later. What do you think? What do you guys think? Has anyone ever grabbed your butt and you didn't like it? Hobart? No, I don't think so. Has uh, anyone ever grabbed your butt, Kate, and you didn't like it? Probably not like that. Not with someone that like I know or have worked with. Random but more like you were at a club and some dude just slapped it or something? What? Yeah, like random people. Like you walk by someone and they'll grab your ass. Yeah. That's happened? Oh, Yeah. Especially like traveling. <laughs> yeah, wait, sir, tell me, explain that. To, like, how does that, where does that happen? Um, I'm trying to think of where it's happened. 
Um, probably more when I've been in places like maybe when I've been traveling through um, like maybe parts of Europe or like even in like Asia, like Malaysia or places that are like dense, like especially when I was younger. Um, just people just would like hit on you and be gross. And just like squeeze your butt or slap your butt or. Yeah. And it might even be like more subtle than that. They just put their arm out while you walked by. So it was like you couldn't help but have to walk into them or like while you were passing by, their hand would be out. I think that's so weird. Isn't have it? you ever have you ever had a dude grab your butt, um, Hobart? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I don't mean like a fr- I don't mean like Maliolo. I mean like have you ever like lived in a, like some got like I used to go to the gay pride parade a lot or I'd go to the love fest in San Francisco or I I would just I lived outside the city. So there was just a lot of a lot of dude gay dude. I mean it was the only no chick has ever grabbed my butt. Probably like a hundred dudes have slapped my butt or touched me inappropriately. A dude even at uh the erotic exotic ball one time a dude even kissed me on the lips. I heard gay guys like very aggressive in how they hit on other guys. Well, yeah. I mean, if I was gay, it would be game. I mean, it's ugh, just two of you dudes who want to bust a nut. <laughs> one person who has at least some like like borders got like some uh, what's that called uh, interview process. That's what. That's yeah. You, women are like they slow things down to an interview process. They're like yeah. There and there's some women who it's like um uh uh it's really expensive like the death penalty, and other women it's just cheap. Just put a gun to their head and shoot them. Get it? See the metaphor I'm drawing there? The, the, yeah, I think we got it. Right. I don't anyway, think a gay yeah, guy has ever grabbed my butt. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think about that? What do you think, Kate? Like, what do you think? 16 years later know. after I'm someone's... I'm not super familiar with him, but I feel like it's one of those things where somebody would respond by being like, oh, well, 16 years ago, you know, you could do those things and now you can't anymore. But I don't know if it makes it any more okay than, than it is now. It's just people people deal with that stuff differently now. And I don't know their relationship. Maybe, like, I don't know their relationship. I just, it's just so, yeah. But I like that you brought it up, Hobart. Makes me vulnerable. (sighs) It's funny that those that love to stir the pot of cancel culture are being eaten alive by the very thing they proliferated. I know, isn't it? Lawrence, uh, David Frenson, Lawrence, wait, I thought old age killed people, not Cuomo, not the virus, just old age and diabetes and sugar. You're right, Colin. I was speaking a little out of turn uh he what he did is he sent his policy put people in a precarious situation that led to their death by the thousands have you ever seen the head of uh seven just summed up being gay in the most succinct way i've ever heard just two guys trying to bust a nut (laughs) (laughs) hey i if, if if you took all the women off the planet there would be uh, 99% of the men would become gay and 1% would kill themselves. I've, um, and it would take I, about I, three months for that to happen at the I most. Told, I told you about that book, right? The Female Man, but I think it's by Joanna Russ. Oh, look, you got to read that book. That's my recommendation of the week The Female Man. The Female Man. Yeah. You read it? Uh, a long time ago in college, yeah. Is it about chicks who are as horny as guys? Well, I just there's this one like a, this one parallel. It's a sci-fi book. This one parallel world where I think um, it's like all the men live on like one continent of the planet, and all the women live on another. I think it was this book. Wow! And um, the women have like this hyper-evolved, advanced society, and um, 
Yeah, that was the version. The one in the middle there with the eyeball and the red ring around it. And then like the men's island is they're just all like they live in total squalor and they just rape each other and kill each other all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's this book you should read. If you like that shit, you should read Stranger in a Strange Land. All right, I will. And and basically this guy comes down from another planet and he's been to basically other dimensions and other planets and all these places. And he says something about human beings that's so fascinating to me. Um, it's, It's really not science fiction. It's a religious book, but it's in the science fiction genre. And he basically says it's amazing that there are creatures. The humans are the last creatures in the universe who can have sex to procreate but can also achieve enlightenment. And instead of embracing the fact that they can do both, they cloud it with like jealousy and possessiveness. And, and oh, it's fucking fascinating. I know Kate's getting excited. She's like, oh, wow, this sounds that good. Sounds, I am. I'm excited. Stranger Two. in a Strange Land by Henry Heinland or something. He, he, he's from, he was friends with the Scientology guy and Ray Bradbury. They all rolled together. Kind of, uh, which I can remember. What's the Scientology guy's name? L. Ron Hubbard? Oh, this is, Hi- this is this is Heinlein. He wrote uh, Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah. Robert Heinlein. Yeah, thank you. Right? Uh, I don't know. I just read Stranger in a Strangeland. Stranger in a Strangeland, and it blew my mind. It's all like right. all the religions in one. It's crazy. It's amazing. I'll yeah, pick it up. It yeah, it's so good. And the audio book is am- – I, I actually listened to it, and the guy who reads it, it's, it's be- his voice is beautiful. There you go. Two recommendations of hey, the week. I think that book would make you horny. I don't know why I'm saying that, Kate, but that I think that yeah. book would turn you on. Yeah. And there but there's no like like over why, why not me? Um I just have preconceived notions of her. Huh. Yeah, making more assumptions by the sounds of it. Yes, total, total. The same and they're probably as right as Australia and New Zealand being the same country. <laughs> That's so devastating. <laughs> Oh man! But at least I don't lie to you, like uh, Hobart. Hobart denies. Okay. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna skip to the end. We're gonna go on a banger, okay. not a banger, but I know this one will get you fired up because we're gonna talk about your favorite thing in the world, soda. Oh yes. There's gonna be a soda shortage uh, in the UK. I didn't know this. This was pretty interesting. Uh, the British Beverage Association: the rising cost of natural gas is the cause of the shortage. CO2 used for food and drinks is created as a byproduct of the fertilizer industry, which for some reason makes me never want to drink anything carbonated again. Um, Two of the largest fertilizer plants in Britain have indefinitely suspended operations as a result of the increased cost of natural gas. Unfortunately, this means that a much lower amount of CO2 is being produced for food and drink manufacturers. If soft drink manufacturers cannot get a hold of CO2 supplies after their reserves have run out, production of certain products will have to cease. Dude, is this real? Hope so. Sousa, is that real? I don't know why I'm asking you. Holy shit, we need to have a, do a podcast with someone who's in the business over there. We need to get to the bottom of this. Is this true? So it's isn't there something like that with cheese? Isn't like like – isn't something like a byproduct of making cheese or a byproduct of milk, and then they make a lot of cheese, and then this is basically – and so they turn that into a business too? Well, whey. I mean all of the whey and casein in the cheese industry, I mean that's basically how all protein powder is manufactured. Not all, but a significant amount of protein powders are manufactured. 
And so this is the same thing. You're saying that they make fertilizer like for my lawn or for growing my weed plants in my backyard, that they that from that fertilizer there's a byproduct and they capture it and they sell that to fucking Fanta and that's how they make carbonated drinks. Yeah, the carbon dioxide I guess come is a byproduct of that product. So how or about that process. Beer? How about beer? Oh, beer has its own thing going, right? Because of the yeast and all the fermentation, yeah, they got their own. Yeah. Um, Kate, do, um, so someone just had a great idea. Craig White says, "Give Kate a rant." Maybe you should have a. Is there anything you'd like to just go off on? Give Kate a rant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should be a rat so good. Like, like, should you do? Should you have a weekly rant? I mean, no pressure. But if you ever wanted, like, if before the show, like you're showering, like you know what I'm gonna fucking say? I'm gonna say about how I hate short men, and you just want to go off on short guys. Like you can. Like you can just. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll think of my rant. Yeah, yeah, no, no pressure, but I mean, it and would be interesting to. We need someone else to rant on this podcast other than Savant. Right, I agree. I agree. All right, I'll find something unique because I feel like I want to rant about the same things that Savant rants about. Oh, then you should rant about them. I was almost hey. going to rant about people that like message on Instagram, and then I was like, any, any like, uh, I don't even want to say it, but you've said it so many times. Any like vaccine or like lockdown stuff. Here's a lot of things I could rant about that coming out of Melbourne. Oh yeah. Hey, um, but tell me what what do you mean you don't want you don't like people DMing you on Instagram? Oh no, it just takes up a lot of time. Yes. You mean to answer them all. Yeah, yeah. Like it is you a full time job if you want to go and answer people. And I feel bad because like a lot of my answers now are really short and just like I can never not answer a message, but a lot of them are just like if people ask me something, it's a one or two word response just of what they want to know. I just heart their shit so they know I opened it and looked at it. Even if it's like, woman kills 13 babies. I just heart it. Like, hey, I saw that. Double tap. Double tap. Yeah, double tap. Um, uh, have you ever been like, have you ever been like, oh, well, I'll ask Hobart. Hobart, I have the same problem. Kate does. How do you not answer all of yours, Hobart? So you let ones just go by unanswered? Oh, yeah. I have tons in there right now. I'm not a great DMer or texter. But how do you do that? How does your OCD handle that? Like mine and Kate's, it's like, dude, if you sent us something, how can we not open it? Right? I feel like maybe, James, when you look at your phone, do you have like 3,859 emails and then like text messages that are like 500? No, actually, my email inbox I keep pretty clean. Um, But I have like text messages, phone voicemails, like that stuff. I just. Do you have a little badge showing? See, I can't handle that. Yeah. Instagram messages. I'm like, I cannot handle the. Oh, oh, I don't have those on. I don't have that badge. I don't have notifications on Instagram on. I don't have the badge notification on Instagram. No way. I just don't. I think the interface is really slow, and it's like, um, if, if I do when I do sit down to do DMs, I'll do them all at once, and I answer them all from my computer because just typing on the phone is laborious and terrible. I hate it. I hate it. I'm just old. You finally got the courage to call in. <laughs> the two hours into the show, five shots of tequila, and you're like, fuck it. A hundred percent sober. Not even stoned. Oh. Damn it. Talk have to you, me. Have you had any callers? I, I, I haven't gotten any notifications from YouTube. I didn't even know you guys were live. Disgusting. Oh, so you're 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 a good dude. So you basically you just called in as like a sympathy, like a sympathy calling, like let me help these guys out. I like them. Uh, no, I had no idea. I mean, I, I don't even know. I, I, when, have you, when did you guys start? Oh, 
I mean, so you just you just have this number in your phone. And you're like, fuck it, I'll just call and see if they're live. This isn't Domino's. <laughs> Hobart, that was good. You can laugh. It's not one of my jokes. That was a great one. That was good. <laughs> oh jeez. You know what Hobart's problem is? Is he's fucking multitasking like a motherfucker. Yeah. I'm looking up stories. You guys are talking about stuff. When I'm learning about breast implants. You multitask. Are you present when you make love to your wife, Hobart? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. What's up, brother? How can I? I help mean, you, you can you could ask her if you're worried, but I don't. I don't really have anything. I just I've, I'm always amazed when I listen to these shows on playback on knowing how few people call in. So I just thought that if uh, I ever had the chance, and you guys were live, I was going to call in and harass you. Thank you. All. I think maybe you're the f- <laughs> second or third or fourth or fifth. Definitely not past the fifth caller tonight. Okay. So people are, people are getting the ball. Stuff. I get it. That's good. Yeah. But I appreciate the call. Have you taken yeah, your L1? Man. Have you taken your L1? I have not, no. Do you do CrossFit? Uh, yeah, um, with Winston. Oh. Oh, cool. Like, uh, yeah. Good. Good on you. Me too. I, I don't do linchpin. I mean, I would if I could, but I just but I just do garage shit, garageshit.com. Yeah, I, I figured I'd call in because I uh, I uh, harass you guys in your DMs quite a bit. So, what's your True, name? But I'm not what, a, what's your Instagram Logan. name? I'm Logan Mars. And do you, do you um, harass uh, Kate too? I have not harassed Kate. I apologize, Kate. I'll get right on that. Yeah, I did have one of Siobhan's followers message me, and he was stoked that I responded. Um, so I'm I'm welcoming more people. Don't do it. <laughs> hey, so I have thousands of emails unopened, um, and I I don't I, I have a Facebook app on my phone only because people send me Facebook at Facebook app links. I don't have a Facebook account. I don't even know how to use Facebook, but it says 133 there. I don't even know what that fucking means. Oh, see, I don't probably one hundred thirty-two messages. Yeah. You have so um, many email emails. I yeah, don't it, that shit there. But look at this. It says I have on Instagram. It says that I have seven, but I probably have seventy. That number's never right, and and I have a huge. I'm obsessed with answering everyone, and it sucks. I've noticed that. That's why I keep messaging you. It <laughs> you, sucks. You respond and you just eat it. So it's just only going to get worse. Just it keep sucks. eating his day. Just keep hours of his day. Just send me good just shit, keep, please. Just send I'll me just news and your wife. Videos. Oh, no. No, man. Just nothing but cat videos in my Domino's orders. That's all. Do you really work at Domino's? No, man. No. That was, uh, that was because... Uh, it sounded like I was calling a random number, so I was rolling with that. All right. We'll erase that number. Thank you, Logan Mars. Mars. <laughs> Logan. Logan Meyer. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Good man. Appreciate it. Peace you guys have a good night. You too. A sympathy fuck. I mean, call. <laughs> yeah, he did just give us one of those. Basically. Basically. Made fun of us. That he calls because no one ever calls in. <laughs> and you, and, and what, what's crazy is, is you know how many people have called into the show because we have no filter. It's just this phone right here, my extra iPhone is just hooked up to the, to the. So anytime someone calls, like there's there, it just comes in. It's like you're calling your friends. 
Maybe we should start vetting that. I we we need if we start getting like fifty calls a show, we'll, we'll do that. Until then, fuck it. All right. Um, anything else? That's it. Some fall. I got some good follow up stuff for next week. But Miss Kate. Yeah, I'm gonna come with a rant. Rant. Oh, I can't wait. It's good. I'm gonna get real mad about something. I don't know what, but something. Or it could be really happy. Don't don't pigeonhole yourself. Oh yeah, okay. All right. I'll keep myself open then. Tomorrow morning I will have Craig Howard on the podcast. I don't know what time. Seems like he's slipping. Do we know what time, Souza? Eight AM. Uh on Tuesday, if you guys uh anyone who's listening who listens to the podcast regularly, what you want to do is you want to go onto YouTube and you wanna watch the Petigo, you want to go to Flow, Flow Elite, Flow Grappling, and there's a series on there. It's called Daisy, Daisy, Fresh. Daisy Fresh, and it's about these kids who live in a fucking dilapidated old building somewhere in the middle of the country, and all they do is train jujitsu full time. And it's it's uh it. It's like basically it seems like it's like runaway camp and this guy's just rented this building. It's an old laundry mat that's like gone, dilapidated, and the kids live in there on jiu-jitsu mats and all they do is eat and do jiu-jitsu. And so I'm going to have that guy in the podcast and that's going to be an amazing podcast, I think. And then on Wednesday, I have Bill Dawes on, comedian, super excited about that. And I don't have anyone on Thursday. That means I need to punch Matt Susan in the face. And... <laughs> Friday, I don't have anyone on. Punch Matt Souza again. So we'll keep you guys posted. We'll get people, good people on. Land the ship. Bam.